This episode of Flip the Script Podcast is brought to you by Beats on Film, a production company ran by director and producer Shati. He shoots all my videos. He has me clean, mean, and on the scene. Let's go, Shati. Follow him at Shati, the producer on Instagram. G-Money! Yo, how you doing, man? What's good? Wagwan, brethren. It's a lot going on outside. Nobody's safe. And? Yeah, respect. How you feeling? <laughs> Good man, you never receive any backlash from anything that we go through. Well, I did get a few DMs, a few texts like, Yo, or what are y'all doing up there? You know, we gotta talk because this is kind of crazy. I'm and like, never, you, talk about what did you get that from people that you that you cool with? Because I got, yeah. I got, I got oh, a couple, wow. couple. Not, not a lot though, not a lot. You, you, know. you get a lot of support, so if people you cool, you know, you have to read. Yeah. If they want to talk, I mean, to you, you know, you, you know, you know, that you know, I got a lot of people that say to me, like, Yo, what's up with your man? You know, yeah, you know yeah, we doing yeah, that. Yeah, we, uh, let, as long as it's fa- family, I care about it. Like we talking about the, the mom, pops, L two, L threes, <laughs> the Waynes, the Kaya's. These are people I care about. But anybody else, you know what I mean. But at the same time, you, I, I didn't think that you received backlash. You still was posting. I saw you posting and, and keeping the, the thing. I, I, I didn't know what you was doing. Hey man, listen, we did that. We did the interview, and you know. The person we interviewed said that everything was good. Yeah, we went through the interview. I I, I didn't get any calls from you know the the the, uh, the team saying that we can't post anything, and you know paperwork was signed. So for those that are tuned in, you know what I'm saying I'm not trying to uh, uh, add salt on a whatever mm-hmm. on the wound, mm-hmm. but uh, you know the, the interview was done. Everything was handled. It was there was no backlash. So I posted what we, how we usually post. True. You know what I'm saying? And we usually post the crazy clips up before the interview drops. So that's what I did. And I put it on TikTok. On the, you know, shout out to the TikTok page. You know what I'm Facts. saying? Doing pretty good. You know, uh, yeah. So I just felt like I should have posted it. True. I mean, I mean, he, he he was fine initially, man. I think recently, I think that the, uh, from what I read is that he got a new team. So I guess the, the, the people, I don't know, he got a new team and probably they advised him because they showed that he took the video down. I just took the video down as well. Of this thing where I was joking about his boots, mm. you know, when he said that we were clout chasing and all that, but you know, we can't, you know, you know how it goes. For those, I ain't gonna say the topic too long, but for those who are saying we clout chasing, we didn't bring him on the show to speak about that topic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was about his career, it was about his show, it's about his life, and then it happened to go that way. So let's just put that out there. It True. This wasn't a because we didn't know him. That, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, right. you know, and I didn't know. And shout out to you know G Money, G Money Watch Power, and G Money. You know, suggested that there would be a dope interview, and, and me just being the person who I am, the asshole, the narcissist is about me. I saw an opportunity and I took it. Period. And I stand on that. I stand on what I did. Of course, you don't want to mess with nobody's money or make them feel bad, but I stand on, it's a regular question. I'm, I'll ask Jimmy or anybody else in here, yo, what's up with the girls back in the days? That's just a regular question. His answer opened up the door for me to keep going, and I stand on that. That's all it was. It wasn't like I knew something and I'm going to plan it to get it. Never, never. Right, you know what right. I mean, I didn't even know that. Because when you were bad, he said I'm the, I'm, I was a, one of the best basketball players in Detroit. Everybody know basketball players at those times, one of the issues was girls. You know what I mean? That's what I remember. That's what I heard. Like, even out here, like, and, and the coaches got to get on them. So mm-hmm. I want to know if the girl got him in trouble when he was doing different things. Because, he, you know, he, he was very, like, reluctant in answering questions initially. So that's what it was. But shout out to um, Daniel <laughs> Lee Bellamy. We wish him the best on his future to endeavors. Shout out to him. You know what I mean? You know, we stand on what we stand on. 
you know, we never want to hurt anybody's feelings, but if it's hurt, you know, um, hopefully you can find it in your heart to realize that, you know, people do what they want. Yeah. But you all right, though. You look good. I mean, shout, shout out to A&I on the, on the scarf, man. You know, it's got me a little spippy today. That's how I'm feeling. You got know? this hat on. Shout out to Nat for the sweater. <laughs> it's all sort of clean with the money. I'm excited about this interview. Yeah. Actually, you know, the gentleman has been waiting for a while. Um, I remember Bass was telling us, you know, we had changed studios and stuff like that. I mean, you're supposed to be at the old studio, but now we have the new studio. Yeah. You ready? No. No? All right. Take a time. Try the beats on film. <laughs> You know, I got to do this. You know, I'm being forced to do this in order to... Yeah, to you, put, uh, you put a gun to your head, man? Well, no, I mean, he, <laughs> he's, he's, he's... Okay, got you. In order to negotiate. And, and actually, I hope he get backlash, too, because now his name is in the beginning of the video. <laughs> oh, we received backlash. You know what I mean? But G-Money! Yo. You all right? I feel like... Get the old G in here, man. Yeah. We had a nice conversation before the show started, too. I heard y'all laughing. I was in there talking. Episode 203. <laughs> Nigga, we, we made it. it. We got a special guest. Sheesh. OG. Let's go. Amazing story, you know, from what I read and what I heard. You know what I mean? Um, Bass been, Bass been telling us. I don't know. Jimmy been talking to Bass on the phone. Bass, is, I'm like, nigga, well, how do you even know the stories, man? Like, what are you telling me on the phone? Round of applause for my man. Came up here, got the family here. Jimmy, two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Respect, respect, respect. How respect. you doing? Yeah, well, I'm all right, bless. Manners and Thanks respect. Thanks for having us, you know. Manners and respect. Yeah. You introduced my son. Did? Porter Rich, Porter up Rich. and coming rapper. What's up, up bro? next, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Porter Rich. Oh, yeah. You spit some yeah. bars, man. I see. You sound high. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, you got some. That's good, G. I might have some, you know what I'm saying? You got some don't start this producer shit, <laughs> you I'm just saying. Like, don't start this producer shit, you know? <laughs> You got somebody else. Who, who's this, my man right well, here that came That's my with? nephew. That's Mighty. Mighty. Respect. General Mighty. Respect, respect, bro. You know what I mean? We pay respect to everybody in the building. Yes. Shout out to, you know, everybody here. That's the queen, right? Yeah. Tati Monday, man. Tati Monday in the building. Yeah, yo. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> you about to get us today? No, no, no. no. She's good. Shout out to Tati. Bass. Shout out to Welcome. Welcome to Flip the Script. Welcome, um, welcome. Thank you for a, having me. You know, last time we supposed to have you at the old studio in the city. Um, at that time, something happened with the elevator. And, you yeah. know, we were concerned. Like, well, not really me. You know, it, 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 shit. But... <laughs> You know, you can see. Because <laughs> Jamaica's got it. He'll figure it out. He'll, he, if he crawl up there, he'll crawl up there. He'll figure it out. Oh, I go out in the day, huh? Blood fire, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we, had some, we, we definitely had some concerns before we left. And, you know, by the time we, they said it would take three weeks. And by the time we, you know, we left and then we took a break. But I'm happy that you were patient. I no appreciate problem. you coming up here. Yeah. yeah. appreciate you being Porter Rich up here. You know, I, I, you know, thank you, man. And thank you for having us again. Into this interview, man. Yeah, man. So you know, um, tell tell us tell us who Port. Oh, I'll say tell Porter Rich is. <laughs> tell us who Jimmy Tool is, man. Jimmy Tool. Well, I'm just a, I guess a regular street person. I grew up on the streets, you know, New York and Kingston, Jamaica. Mm. Came over here. When I was like nine years old, but I was getting into a lot of little trouble fights because 
um, they always tell me, Mom, oh, they saw my mother on one several old combat boots on and stuff like that. So <laughs> always be a fight, you know. So my mom's always shipped me back to Jamaica every year, you know. So I, I kind of was back and forth all my life, my teenage life, you know. Back Are you born forth. in Jamaica? Yeah, I was born in Jamaica, you Kingston. You came to New York at, at nine? Yeah, I came to New York at nine years old. What was it like growing up in Jamaica? If I if I like it, that was it like. What was it like growing up in Jamaica? Yeah, it was beautiful, you no. Know, but I I had a mean father, you know. My father, my father was like crazy, so he beat me a lot, you know. So if I was God escape him, you know. Come up here. And he beat stuff. you for what though? Like just like randomly, his, or his you was a, was a, was a wild girl, kid? Because my mother is in America. And everything, every little thing I do, his girlfriend would tell him stuff. So when he come home from work, he beat me with belt buckles. Oh, like nah. like I'm sleeping, he hit me and beat beat me belt buckles and wake me up. I run out of the bed, he turn over the bed. He be throwing me from one side of the wall to the next and pick me up and throw me on the next side. Stomp yeah. on me, jump on me, you know, do me crazy wicked thing. I be broken up when though? I'm going to school, huh? You was doing bad stuff like that though? Or he was I just... wasn't doing nothing. The lady just don't like me and she can't I can't answer back to her. Like if I say, yo, you ain't my mother or oh, something yeah. like that. Okay. Oh, you ain't got no mother, nigga. When he come home, he tell me, I ain't got no mother. Where your mother at? She your mother. We talk about you know, she ain't your mother, you know. So I always have to run away from him, like, a couple of times, you know. Mm. So the last time I ran away from him, I was, like, about nine. And my mom just sent for me after a couple of months. Me and my sister brought us up here and shit. Hold on, before we... Let, let's go back to so, so Pops. Um, so you grew up in Kingston, Jamaica. That's what you was born. Yeah, Kingston was born. And then... And then you said that he was extremely strict, you know. Um, yeah, violent towards me. Violent towards you. But did he did he drink or anything like that? No. Uh, my, my, my old man, you know what he do? He gambles. Mm. You know, when he loses money, oh. he crazy. You know? <laughs> so, so what it's age? Racetrack, he gamble, huh? What, I'm sorry to cut you off. What, what age did your mother leave? What age? My mother left... My sister, my sister just died the other day from cancer and rest in peace. I used to think she left me at one year at nine months, but my sister in the hospital bed told me that she left me when I was nine months. So she left me with my father and my sister. My my sister wasn't my father's kid. My sister was five years old, but she left my sister um, with my father, you know, for like 10 years. So, And then he, she was supposed to send for him. So between that 10 years... But she got married and stuff, and you know, and didn't want to send for him. So I think he take it out on me. Like every oh. time he see me, cause I look like my mom. So every <coughs> time she see me, you know, just very violent towards me. You know, who who did you go stay with when you ran? Away? When I run away, I go like my sister have some family, like her grandmother. I go stay with them, and he'll come for me in like two weeks. But the last time when I run away. My mom's had a house, that's my grandmother, her mother's house, yeah. in a place named Rockford. That's my sister was there, and I went to that house. And mm. every time he used to come, we used to listen to his car coming down the block. I used to run in, like, in the closet and hide, or run next door, you know. I used to hide from him. Yeah. And one day he found me, and, 
and, and he saw me. He turned off his car and let it run in neutral, come down the hill, so we couldn't hear the car coming. Cause that kind of tar in Jamaica, it was like pebbles tar, and it made noise. So you hear when a car coming. Yeah. That time we ain't hearing car coming, and I look up, the man was in front of me, like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out there watching play on a hockey tree with my cousin. I'm like, and he was like, you gotta go back home. I was like, nah, I'm not coming back home. He was like, you coming back home? I was like, yeah, and you're like, I said something about this girl. <laughs> He said, yo, take that back. I was like, I ain't taking it back. He chased me. So I ran next door. Ran as when he was about to catch me. I rolled up in a ball and he fell over me. And I turned around and I run next door across the street where oh. the dreads at. You know, in the dreads in yard. And I told him dread that he wanna kill me. And <laughs> so when it comes to dread them gay, he was like, yo, my kid in here, dread him said, Go on a yard for a man beat you. <laughs> uh, he was like, yo, but that's my son. No, leave the area. Dread him, tell him, leave the area. Uh, he had to leave, you know? Damn. And then the next day, I, I was up in the hills, a place named Worker Hill, where mm -hmm. all the gunmen, them, wanted man them be. I was up there, but I wasn't where they was. I was just like up half of it. And I'm looking down. I saw his car coming with a trunk open with all my clothes in it, you know? So he just brought my clothes and... And that's when he stopped hunting me down. He brought my grandmother from America. He brought anybody of influence to come talk to me. And I, I told him, yo, I ain't going back to that house. Because I ain't taking no more torture. I couldn't take it no more. You know? And then you came here. Yeah, then my mom's filed papers. If I had maybe been was with my father, maybe I wouldn't even be here. Because my father wouldn't have let no paperwork go through for me. You know, but too, I wasn't with him. My sister took care of all of the, went to the doctor, went mm. to the visa, went to the, you know, <coughs> my sister did it, and I came up. Well, did, I'm sorry, do you want more question? Did you ever repatch your relationship with him at all? Yeah, at all? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when I reached like 15, 16, yeah. and I go back to Jamaica, I was kind of bad then, and he kind of knew, because my grandmother used to Tell him that, because I used to like, stay at my grandmother sometimes and stuff. Like, the DT's coming to her house asking for me, you know, for this shoot and that shoot and that, you know. So when I go to the yard now, he he know the type of man. I'm coming down there. I'm, I'm wanted up here. So I go down there and hide out for like maybe 11 months, you know, nine months. So, but he don't bother me. He don't, he real nice to me and stuff. He goes, give me. <laughs> Think he was scared he had a different level with me by then, you know? That he was scared you? Scared yeah, you that Yeah, he was scared, scared now, right? He was scared. A little older now, you, you are here wild. He was scared of me, petrified <laughs> of me, because he knew what I was doing. And one time, he left a car up here. He buy a new car. And I was driving, and I saw some niggas that me and them was in war. And I opened up on them and stuff. Man. So when he went, when he got his car back in Jamaica, he found all the shells in the car. So he was like, yo. This man, so, so he's not, he's not trying to, you know, I was even telling one of my sons the other day, I was like, that man never put a hand on me again after, after, you know, when he get to know, but it's them turned me into it because they was mean to me and, um, I didn't like nobody that's mean to me. If you mean to me, I'm gonna defend myself now. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I came up here, I wasn't taking no shots, like nigga, 
What's up? And I knew karate, so I used to watch niggas' hands. You know? I was a real warrior, you know, as a little youth. We know karate. When? In Jamaica? No, over here. Karate. Oh. Cadet school. Cadets. I joined the cadets over here. One seven oh and Jerome. And I use I, I learned Shotokan. Mm. My, my my instructor name was La Puppet. Mm. You know, I was a brown belt. By the time I'm like twelve. A puppet. That sounds crazy. So. <laughs> what the hell? What type of name is that? That was, he got to be a legend. He has to be. You know. Um, so you come up here. Mm-hmm. And you live in uh, New York in City. In the Bronx. In the Bronx. Yeah. yeah one seven zero and Jessup. Jessup. Okay. That's near Bronx. University Avenue and Jerome Avenue. Mm. How was it like growing up in the Bronx? Yo, it was fun, man. It was fun. Only thing I used to get in trouble with in schools, but I had a lot of fun, you know, after I beat up everybody in the school and stuff. <laughs> you know, it was nah. cool. Only school I was scared to go to was this school named 82. It was a real, real bad. It was a junior high school that I was supposed to transfer there. And my mom took me there, and I saw these all these niggas had on leather jackets and lead jackets and combat boots and chains and stuff. I was like, yo, they going to kill me up in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> but then my mom, she didn't send me to that one. She she sent me to live with my grandmother in Unspoint, and I went to a school named 125 by um, Pugsley and Watson. Only mm. thing, that school was in a white neighborhood. When you at when, when... By 3.30, you got to leave the area because the white, the white guys come, you know, so. And then what? One day I was, uh, one day I forgot I was playing basketball and I wasn't watching the time. Mm-hmm. And I look at my watch. I was like, oh, like quarter to four or something like that. So that, that train station, the nearest train train is, is the sixth line. It's on Parkchester. Mm-hmm. So I have to take that train from Parkchester to Hunts Point. To go home, so I ran to Parkchester. When I went up, went up to go up to the to the level, the top level, the guys guys was coming up. The white guys came up from the bottom, and they came up from the top, and they caught me in the middle, and they was they beat me up, 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 and then and a train was passing, a train was coming. I heard a train coming, and like God said to me, "Yo, you better." Catch that train. Cause if you don't catch that train, they gonna kill you right here. You know what I mean? So I just I just took the licks, the hits and just ran through them. And when I ran on the train and gave them a finger. <laughs> at home, Wait, you know? so at that time, every day at three thirty, the, the you said the white people would come out and they would just be anybody that's black up or anybody yeah, in general? Anybody black. So it was a racist it was a racist thing. It was a, it was a racist thing. Well, yeah, it was With a lot of that was mm, that was seventy one, seventy two, seventy one, seventy two. There was a lot of gangs in that school too. Savage Nomads, Black Spades, you know. I had problem with them too, cause I was Jamaican and stuff. Mostly not the Black Spades. The Black Spades, I'm kind of I knew the guy, cause he came from Unspoint, and the nigga that that ran the Black Spade, you know, and. He laid them from, but no man's them. Me and them fought. But I beat up. They jumped me in the hallway. 
They jumped me in the hallway, and then the guidance counselor came and pulled them off of me. And the guy that always bothering me, he was the last one. The guidance counselor pulled off of him, and when he pulled pulled off of me, <coughs> pulled him off of me. I measured his face because I know karate. I measured his face and his nose, and I punched him with all my upper body chin. And his mouth and his nose just blew up. And then the guidance counselor was like, "That ain't a fair one. That ain't fair." That ain't fair. I was like, I don't care. They jumped me. He's like, your grandmother, your mother going to have to come in. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> so my grandmother came, and then my grandmother said, she not taking this no more because every week she got to stop from work. You know, mm-hmm. she she made maybe $100 a, a day. She was like, she losing money, and I'm not her kid, and she ain't losing no money for me. She's shipping me back to Jamaica. She said, I'm going back to Jamaica after this school thing done. So after that school was, was seventh grade, she shipped me back to Jamaica to, to my father again. I'm like, yo, y'all sending me down to this man to kill me? <laughs> you know, He did fuck me up when I went back. Excuse my language. Mm, he did mess, mess me up when I went back down there, though, a couple of times, you know? So you weren't necessarily a bad kid. You just went through bad experiences that kind of made you react. I, I think now that I'm big, now that I'm grown, I think my beginnings made me who I was. Right. Not who I am today, though, because I forgive and I transform. I'm, I'm more mature. I learned. I, right. You know, I'm I'm more for love right now, you know, and peace and and goodwill to to one man, goodwill to the next man. Right. But I want for myself. I want for my brother and my sister, you know? I wish nothing bad on nobody. So when you came here, your mom sent for you, you went to go live with Grant. You went to live with mom at first? You went to yeah, I went to live with my mom at first with her husband. But I heard my mom, I heard, me and my sister came up, right? True. But my mom didn't tell her husband about me. You understand? Mm-hmm. So when me come when I come up now, he kind of didn't really resent me, but he kind of wasn't too into me like how he was into my sister. Mm-hmm. You know, so he used to always give me cold shoulders and stuff like that. And then, you know, and then my, I had a little brother just born, and you know, he used to do me all kind of things, and I couldn't do him nothing. They was always on the side, hit me in my head with hammers and all that, you know, and all that. So my mom, my, my mom couldn't hit him because she's with her fa- his father, and I guess he told her to let me bounce, so I can't stay there no more. So they sent me to live with my grandmother at Hunts Point. Damn. So Been so a lot already. It's yeah. like only like twelve, thirteen years old. Ain't, ain't even hit the rest of the story. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, you know. That's crazy, bro. But that's why I don't hit my kids. Mm. I don't never hit my kids, bro. They say that if you experience something you're gonna you're gonna do it afterwards but not everybody's like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. some people have the the strength to be like i ain't gonna let my kid go i ain't going in that direction so so you you after seventh grade you said your your grandmother sent you back but then you went back to new york you came back to new york yeah i went back to came back to new york after i went back down did one year in boarding school down there Mm -hmm. in in mandeville and I came back up. That's where I stay at, man, when I go there. Yeah, I went to this Seventh-day Adventist school down there named West Indies Training College. 
but it's called Northern State University now. That's all right, yeah. The big yeah, university, yeah. yeah I but I went to the high school part. Yeah, but it was on campus too. That's because I stay in Mandarin. Every time I go to Jamaica, I stay in Mandarin. It's nice, My man. My family is that, yeah. Yeah, bro. Under the red dirt, mess up your clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stain up your clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you was up there in Mandeville, you was in boarding school, and then you came back to New York. Came back to New York, yeah. Grandma again? Grandma again. Lord fire. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, I'm with her now, and, you know, I meet up on some of my friends that come from Dunkirk. Where I was born at, you mm -hmm. know, where I, where I grew up at, I mm -hmm. knew them. So I was hanging with them, and they controlled this. They were selling weed on the street on our block named Ho Avenue and One Seventy Four. I know that is, yeah, yeah, that block, and that's kind of Bronx River there down the bottom, across the bridge. Mm -hmm. So I was there, and I was trying to, I was learning to sell weed with them and stuff for the, that old summer they taught me. I went and saw some of my big man friends. Uh, they gave me like a little ounce. Like they had this gold weed that came out them times, fully gold, you know. So my man had it, and he gave me. So when I went on the block with that, nobody else had that. And it's very strong. You can't even smoke it in chalice. It's, you can't smoke it in chalice, you know. So well, I was getting. Gold I was making weed. a little I money. I've never gold weed before. <laughs> yeah, it's called a gold, Colombian gold. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Colombian gold. Look, gold. Like real gold. Yeah, we had a lot of people on the show talk about different stuff. I ain't never heard none of them say no gold weed. Yeah, Colombian That's gold. I, was, I, 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 I used to smoke chalice a lot. I couldn't even smoke that in chalice. Nobody could smoke that in chalice. That's how strong it was. My man lived in Queens named Stoogie. He, he used to be a big time person in Queens. Mm. I used to come over Queens, take the Q forty four bus, get off at um one sixty third Jamaica. Then I catch the okay. bus, the Merrick yeah. Avenue bus. I come over to, to Linden. Right Linden and Farmers. You know. So um from there now I start making a little money. True. But then my when when some are done you know, my grandmother told me I gotta go back to Jamaica again. <laughs> <laughs> she said, she said no. I I make her waste all her money sending me to school in Jamaica because I failed every class because I didn't go to school when I was down there. I only went, I was I only went to school two months. I was just up and down the countryside, going to Alligator Pond, going all over the place. You know, having fun. I was I met up some rich. Kids down there, mm. they introduced me to hookers and all that kind of stuff. That's where I, I, got, I lost my virginity to a, oh, hooker, a hooker down there. Word? Yeah. So, so you had some. <laughs> I had fun. <laughs> I had fun out there, but I, she I didn't want to go back down there because <laughs> my old man. I didn't want to go back down because I, I know he's gonna kill me because he's he's gonna see that I let him waste all his money mm. and I fail all the class. So he's gonna if I go back if he see me I, I'm in trouble. So I told her I ain't coming back. I ain't going back there. And she, she kicked me out. So I went to live with my sister, and that's where it started from. Now I start selling weed. Yeah. On the corner, and there's so much people on that street, like twenty guys, all them older than me. Mm. I was like the littlest one, smallest one, and I go there early in the morning. To make money, or I have to stay late at night when everybody gone. So I always get stick up. They always stick me up. 
Mm. You know, like in the morning, they stick me up. In the night, they stick me up, you know? So I went through that and said, and then I said, I, ain't, I couldn't make no money. So I was like, okay, man, I'm going to start doing something else. So I started sticking up. You know, I started sticking up when I was like about 15. Started to be a stick up kid. Mm. In Jamaica? No, up here. Up here, okay. Started that up here. I used to just stick up. Um, I never used to, because I was a Rasta. Mm -hmm. I never used to rob white, black people. I used to just rob um, number shops, supermarkets, jewelry stores, stuff like that. But I never robbed black people. I, I was like, I ain't robbing my, my brother and shit. Mm. He looked like me, you know? But then, after a while, my friends and a lot of people started getting into beefs. And then they start beefing with me. Like, if my friend them die or something, I'll go to jail. I'm left. They take it out. They try to take it out on me. Mm. And I was like, oh, shit. Me and them, the same color. Me and them is dreads and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they trying to um, hurt me or, you know. So, I... I start robbing them too. I start robbing black people now. Because <laughs> I was like, they want to hurt me, you know. That's they look cool. like me, That's but they want to hurt me, you know. So I used uh -huh. to stick up the drug dealers them and stuff like that, you know. And I, What was your first stick up uh, like for you? Like, bring us, first that, stick up? bring us to that day, like your mindset, like you, you preparing to go do that. Like, what, what you think about? My first stick up, I ain't care because I was 15. I was like, I'm just going to spot for They ain't going to do nothing to me. <laughs> so I ain't care. I was like, when I was 15, I used to rob everything because... I, a lot of people didn't know that what I was thinking. I knew that I couldn't go nowhere. Mm. All they gonna do is send me a spot for most they gonna keep me until mm. I'm eighteen. You know what I mean? Mm. So I used to just I used to my first stick up I robbed was a supermarket. Then I robbed one of my friends. He was my friend. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. He trying to say that too cool. Like I robbed one of my friends, What you mean you robbed one of your friends, man? Um we was, like I said, my block, right? It's a weed block, right? So this guy, I knew him. Me and him was like same age, like maybe a little older than me. He came on the block, but he hang with me. Mm. You know, me and him cool. Cause we kind of same age. He came on the block with 10 pounds of weed. And he was like, yo, this guy gave me this to sell to y'all. Y'all can want to buy it. So all the rest of the niggas them say, nah, they ain't want none. But then I told him, yeah, I want it. So I brought him in the building. <laughs> and we were going up the steps. He turned around, I, I pulled out on him, you know. I was like, yo, give me, I was like, yo, give me, bro. I'm, I was telling him, say, get robbed, man, you know. He was like, all right, too. I was like, yeah, respect. That was it. What? Just like that? <laughs> all right, so, yeah, that was, was that easy? Yeah, that's that easy. I mean, still talk after that. Me and <laughs> still was friends, you know. He ain't want no beef with me like that, you know. So the name Tool came from that? You had a Tool outside? That's, that's what the name came from? Something like this bad guy. From Jamaica, named Yami Yowie. He, he's from Spanglas. He's like the best bike rider in Jamaica. He's real mean. He was my friend. You know, and then I used to name Jimmy Skang. But then one day he looked at me. He was like, your name your name not Jimmy Skang anymore. Your name is Jimmy Tool. I was like, what? Me? Yeah. And you, when you walk on a block and turn a corner, everybody going to run. I was like. Yo, you? You talking about you? He was like, nah, talking about you, nigga. Like me? Ain't nobody running from me. You gonna see, you gonna see. 
And that's where the name too stuck, you know. You know what's so crazy? Real quick before we get into like um the the trouble you was given. Yeah. Um did you experience any teasing? Because I know a lot of people that back in the days, you know, Haitians, Jamaicans, when they went into the school, they would tease a I lot. I was just telling G Money yeah. that they used to tease me and tell me I must go back on banana, banana boat, boat and all that. <laughs> Got, it. Got it. You know? Yeah. And, so then you, I, and tell me what too. tree is. You know, like they say tree. They say, say, say three. And I was like, tree. It was like, no, no, no. It's say three. I say tree. You know? <laughs> and, and then they say, say fim. I would say flim. They, was, <laughs> it was like, they be laughing at me, man. Yeah. I, I, they did that to me for like a year, you know, till I caught on to the language. Yeah, yeah, true. I, and, I, and, and I fit in, you know? Yeah, yeah, tree. Yeah. I laughed just now, but behind the scenes, because he was trying to have me do a drop, and he was like, you ready? On tree. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I started dying. Like, just, <laughs> you know, hey, chill out, you know what Chill out. It was funny to me. I don't know. <laughs> so, so you, 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 you go outside. When did things start getting heavy for you? Like being outside in the street. When did it start getting heavy? Okay. Like I know, I know, shower posse was around back in those days. Um, uh, we was out there before them, though. Oh, okay, okay. We when was out they... there. They was more in Jamaica at that time, but they okay. they came afterwards. Oh, they did come afterwards. Yeah, they came afterwards, like in the eighties. We was out there in the seventies, you know. In 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 the Bronx. In New York, all New York. And what was the they name? wasn't in New York back in the, you know, like us. We, we was in New York from in the seventies, like from seventy three, seventy four. You know, it was here. They mm. came in the eighties, but I met their leader in Jamaica. He was buddy. He was the bodyguard for the prime minister. His name was Claudie Massac. I met him, um, uh, in a very very funny way. I was I was going to. My friend was dropping me on his motorbike to a movie theater named Palace in in South, down South, South Side, uh, Jamaica. I was going there one night, Friday night, and when I was coming off the bike, when I was coming off the bike, they stitched me up, police stitched me up and stuff. True. And we, yeah, it was like, yo, you, you shot at police last night. You was in a shootout with police last night. I was like, nah, it wasn't me, man. It wasn't me. It was like, yo. You ain't going no movies tonight. You're going to jail. So they they took me in and they said they bring me to this jail named Central. That was the worst jail in Jamaica that, at that time. Mm-hmm. You know? But I was juvenile. I was only 15 at the time. But they keep you the same place. So they carry me there. And long story short, they bring me in the back. They say they're not letting me go. They're detaining me for police shooting. So I went in. <laughs> when I went into the cell. I threw the guy off the bunk, that cause they want it was no space there. It was like five niggas in there, like two bunks, niggas sleeping on the ground, you know. So I threw them, I threw the nigga off the bunk. I was like, "Yo, nigga, this is my bunk, and you see the shit bucket. You are empty the shit bucket tomorrow morning, you know." I was like, and then this nigga named Blue now. In the morning time, when the cell, the cell open up. Mm. I was dreads at the time. They, mm. they didn't have dreads at the time. So it was like dreads at the time used to think they better than people without dreads, you know, at the time, you know. So so when when the gate fly in the morning, the guy was like, 
you know house gang up here you ever heard of house gang up here mm-hmm. they have they have a thing named oddly down there that this nigga he served food to you he come out you come out and you line up and him give your 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 tea and your bread and you know and them thing there mm-hmm. and then he stay out all day you got you got to go back in yourself locked in with them niggas 23 hours unless you come out for food again or bathe so when it was time to go back get out to that nigga yo nigga i'm taking your job you know and he was like, nah, I ain't thinking I punched him in his face, start kicking him up. Cause I know karate. I was like, ballet, nigga. <laughs> he like to say that. He's like, yo, I had a bag, I know karate. That's <laughs> his favorite line, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, guys, yeah, beat yeah. him up again. Yeah, I was like, you going in the cell back, you know? I was like, you going back in the cell, then he went in the cell. So the nigga that's locked out, that's on that big man's side now, sitting down, looking at me. You know, across the juvenile side, he said to me, he said, he said, you dread, you don't like ball heads? Because he wasn't no dread, you know? Mm. And I talk, I thought about it. I was like, I'm in the worst jail in Kingston. Mm-hmm. And this guy is locked out. This big man is locked out. That means he must be somebody dangerous. So I got to know what I got to answer him. So I told him, I was like, yo, I deal with a person according to how they deal with me, man. I'm in a partial, you know? And then he was like, okay, cool. Where you come from? And I was telling him where I come from. Like, I come down from foreign, hanging with my friend. They locked me up, charged me with this and stuff. So later on, when 12 o'clock come down, police came. Police like, what are you doing out here? You know? I was like, Blue, give me his, his position. Blue started balling out. Nah, I didn't give him no position. <laughs> he beat me up and took position. Tell me he's oddly from now on and all that. And, you know, so the policeman said to me, yo, you going back in the cell. Blue, come out. Come out. So um, I just hear the guy from across the next side that said, leave the youth dread, man. You know? So the police said, what? Where you say, Claudia? Leave him. When I heard that name, Claudia, my heart jumped, you know? Because mm. I always, all my life I've been hearing about that person, you know? And then Claudia said, yeah, leave the youth dread, man, you know? So that's how I knew he was Claudia Massop. And he was there for like 10 murders, you know? He, he's mm. he's the bodyguard for the prime minister of Jamaica. He was going to be a prime minister of Jamaica if they, but the, the prime minister set some man to kill him, you know? So... But at the time, he was the baddest man in Jamaica, you know, at the time. And Claudia was. Claudia Massa, you know. So, so, I met, so me okay. and him was there for three months, locked out, vibing, vibing, you know, buying race sauce. I was Ital, I didn't eat meat, so he used to give me all his vegetables and stuff like that. And, you know, telling me, telling me to go to school and, you know, do the right thing, you know. I used to go check him in, in the shower in Tivoli, go check him for for, for shots. Mm. They used to give me con. Even though I live on PMP side, he's a labor rat, but me and him was like this. I was like his little brother. He loved me, bro. You know, and that's how I met the baddest man in shower posse and me and him was like he was like my big brother and you know. So you yeah. was with you was hanging out with the shower posse back back in Jamaica? No, I wasn't I just that's him. Just him? Oh, you didn't hang out with him? You just No, I just him. go check him. Respect. And because of his power, I could go in there anytime I want to. None of them can't do me nothing, even though I come from the next side. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. You know, I could go in. You know, if I want. So like you from PMP side? They're JLP. Yeah, they JLP. You know, they shower. I'm from Dunkirk. You know, that's PMP. But I still go there, and he still give me shot. Cause I'm that's my that's like my big man friend. You know. Every mm. every Jamaican brother we had up here, they don't get into details about PMP or JLP. It's it's just like up here, Republican and Democrat. I mean, no, but they don't get into it up here. What was that you just did just now? You know, they don't <laughs> talk about it. We have we have Mr. Easy. We have Vague. We had a lot of people that that refuse mm. to talk about it. I don't know if it's still maybe they politicians and they don't want to, you know. Get I don't involved. know if it hold any relevancy now. I don't know if it's still. I'm, I don't care. I talk about it. I don't care because I'm not. I'm not in none of them. You know, I'm not in none of the parties. You know, I'm I'm a Rasta man. You know, I I just deal with love and peace and I'm partial. You know, Respect. Bless. I don't. You know, both of them is fighting. It's oppressors. You know, both sides they're oppressing the people. True. The poor man. You know, keeping the poor man down. They get rich. Rich get rich, and the poor get poor. You know. Bob. So, so I don't really deal with that. You know? So so so. What was the crew? Okay, so you said Child Posse was in Jamaica. They came out in the eighties, because they was tearing shit up in the eighties. It was they, they, they was tearing a lot of shit up. We can't. Mm-hmm. I don't can't know. Can't deny where, that. I don't know where the hell they came. Huh? You can't deny that. Hell yeah! I don't know what the. I don't know what that was about. It was they was tearing shit up. Um, but what was your crew called? You know, it was Dunkirk Posse. Dunkirk Posse. In and back in the days, they used to have the the Untouchables. Mm. In Brooklyn, I think you mentioned that before. Somebody mentioned that before too. Untouchables. No. Yeah, I heard that too. Untouchables. They was very big. Too, I think Nuke said that. Time. Probably. Yeah. Probably knew, yeah, yeah. I knew the leader for that too. He was like my friend. It's like my best friend. The leader for the Untouchables and and then the Rockford man them. Mm. You know they have the Rockford man them. You know and then you have all the other man them like. Two miles, all the other man never come from you know all the other sections, you know. Uh-huh. But it wasn't no shower back then. <laughs> it wasn't no shower back then. So, so when did things get hectic for you? For me, yeah. When things get hectic for me is when, like my friends, like I said before, like my friends start dying out. True. And they start going to jail, and then everybody used to show me respect, and they. St- when my friends die now, they, they say, the only reason why we used to respect you because of your friends, mm-hmm. you know? So they think I'm soft because if anybody do me nothing, I could just go to my big man friend because they used to run the whole New York, my mm-hmm. big man friend, you know? So now they gone and they didn't like them, so they try to come down on me. And then I have like one or two big man friends left that see what's going on, see that he, even his posse is trying to hurt me. Mm-hmm. The leader for his part, he came to me one day and said, yo, Jimmy, let me tell you something. You have to fight them, man. You know, you can't, you know, you can't let them do you nothing, you know? Just like, you have to fight for your, it's your life. Fuck it, just do, you got to do what you got to do, bro. You know, you got to fight. It's it's war. And 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 he, and it's his friends them fighting me. But he told me they pussy, he was like, they pussies. They, they ain't like you, nigga, you know, because they kind of respect my G, you know? So... Mm-hmm. That's how I start warring east, west, north, and south. You know, I used to, I got my first gun from sticking up a nigga with my finger. You know, 
He came on the block. He was in war with my big man friend. Um, he's a real bad, mean, mean Jamaican guy. I don't want to call his name, but he he was a Spangler nigga, you know. Mm-hmm. He came on the block and he was like, "Yo, come here." And he was like, "I was like, yo, come to me, man." He was like, "Nah, come here, come here." I was like, "Yo, this nigga up to something. I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna jam him, you know, with my finger, you know." So I went over beside the car and put my hand in my coat and I jam him. I was like, "Yo." Don't move. And I put my hand up. Other, he had his hand on the passenger side with a pants underneath it. So when I, I, I saw that, I put my right hand, my left hand in the car. I was like, oh, shit, this nigga got a gun under here. I was like, nigga, I took it up. I took it up and I cocked it on him. And I put the pants over it because it was daytime because I ain't had no gun. So I, I took him with his own gun now. I was like, yo, get out the car, you know. I was like, man, you're going in the basement. The nigga said he ain't, he ain't coming out the car. I was like, let's go in the, let's go inside. He was like, no. he, he split off. And I squeezed it two times in his face, and the pants went between the hammer and the bullet, and it it didn't go off, but it hit the bullet. So I went upstairs and I gave his friend the two bullets. I was like, tell him that he lucky. This is what he missed, and you could see the taps, the two taps on the two bullets. I gave it to him so. That's how I got my first dog. You know, I used to just borrow a gun them time. Like my big man friend them used to just oh. lend me gun to do stick ups, you know. Mm. And I come back and I I give them money. And sometimes I give them all my money. They say they gonna do this and do that, but they they don't give me nothing sometimes, you know. But I used to love them so there wasn't because I have I could go out there. I used to do it like every week, every there was nothing to me, you know. They didn't want to come with me because every time I tell them to come with me, my big my friend, they say they come in, but they wouldn't come. But I have my own little crew that I step with, that I rob with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time, just one of my big man friends say, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up? Big man friend there. Yeah. <laughs> he said he want to come with me, right, to do a stick up. It was a supermarket and shit. And it was. So I'm walking on lot by eight o'clock and shit, and it was like seven thirty, and this nigga ain't show up. I was like, oh. Sometimes I would, I used to ride on bicycle. I used to ride on bicycle, you know. Mm. So I ride my bicycle, and when I when I reach out there, my friend that I stepped with was there already, you know. Mm. And I was like, yo, Zaki, why you ain't come check me, man? He was like, if he if he had came down to check me, the place was gonna lock. He said he was gonna lock, he was gonna rob it on his own too. I was like, yo, you you really like with my, my man, man. Cause that's the same thing I was gonna do. I was gonna take it myself. And me and him and and and, and did it. But we robbed it three weeks straight. And that last the last time we got chased. Yeah. Let, let me ask, so so all this happened. Are you going back and forth in Jamaica still? Or are you still going back and forth to Jamaica? Mm-hmm. You are? Yeah, because I was one I was I was hot. I was hot, you know. One time this guy, I remember I was 17, this this big restaurant owner nigga uptown. Um he owned a restaurant. So I was um I was outside and I was kinda chilly. And I went into the restaurant. Uh <laughs> and I was standing, he came to me, he was like, Come on, Tom. Come out of my restaurant. Mm-hmm. Not to dread, you know? 
But all the other big man dread them over there, he not saying nothing to them because mm. I'm a little youth. But at the time, them big man dread was, was like pussies. And all of them, and they know that I was the one that was doing a lot. So all of them was looking, looking at, looking, looking at him like, oh, should he go fuck with a rug, nigga, now? <laughs> so he pushed me on my chest. And I, I told him, don't push me. He pushed me again. I was like, yo, sir, don't push me. I just came in to use the phone. No, you're not using no fucking phone in here. Get out, get out. I said, if you push me again, and I went like this, right, to my to my waist, and he 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 hold on to his gun. He was like, yeah, touch it, not touch it, not you know. So I went like this. I was like, I ain't got no gun. I ain't got no gun. So I put my hand in my coat pocket. So when he came up to hit me again, shot him through my coat. Boom. That nigga dropped over there. I went over him. I was gonna f- shoot him in his face, but when I looked up, I saw them other little <laughs> dreads there. I was like, all them niggas is in performance. I I can't do this man nothing more. So I just came out and left. So I got hot for that, you know, because he was a big time people. But he was selling drugs in there though, you know, in his yeah, establishment. It- he 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 was alive though he he didn't die. No, he didn't die. Oh, okay, um, so you was hot in Jamaica, but you still was there though. You still like you just went to another part. When I'm hot in Jamaica, like because look, listen, listen. So I just want to put some clarity to the stories. Okay. So you're going back and forth to Jamaica, New York, Jamaica, New York, Jamaica, New York. Grandma's I send you back. Mm-hmm. Then you in Jamaica, and. These things happen. Now, do you go back to New York again, or are you still, you stay in Jamaica at this time for a longer period of time? I can't stay in Jamaica too long because I got to I gotta save my green card. They only can stay out there 11 months. So True. Every True. time I got to I gotta stay at least a nine months, a 10 months, 11 months, you know, I come back up, you know. I, Did you know anybody famous in Jamaica at the time, at that age? Yeah, I knew Bob. I knew Bob Marley. Personally? Yeah, I knew Bob personally. How did you he meet was him? my friend. Um, my sister, my sister, she used to dance, African dance, for this um band named Count Ozzy and the Mystic Revelations. The who? Count Ozzy and the Mystic Revelation. Yeah, Count Ozzy and the Mystic Revelation. Count Ozzy. She used to dance for them. So, them and Bob's is two Rasta groups, you know. So, she bring me to Tough Gang, the studio where, where Bob live and where he have his studio up on Oprah beside the Governor General house. So, he bring me there. Before that, she made me meet the, the, the three girls that sing the eye trees. She made me meet Judy Mort because Judy Mort was like her best friend. Mm-hmm. So, I met Judy and... Judy asked me if I want to sing with her. I told her, nah, I'm scared of the stage. I was like, I can't sing. You know, so she took me to the studio, to Bob's studio and stuff, and I always was there. But this one time, the, the I3s was there, and they went into the booth. All three of them went into the booth and sing. Then Rita went into the booth. I didn't know who she was, but the first time seeing her, I knew Marcia Griffith, and I knew Judy. I didn't know Marita. So I said to my sister, the girl, the black and ugly, eh? 
And Baba was sitting beside, Baba was sitting right here beside my sister. My sister was sitting here. I was sitting right there. I was like, yo, all the girls talked. I was like, she can't even sing. And then my sister started hitting me in my, my side. I was like, leave me alone. Let me talk. And Baba was smoking a big spiff and he was listening to everything I said. You know, I was like about eight or nine around that area. Mm. And, but then, and when we left, after we left, my sister started hitting me when we were outside. I was like, you know, that was Bob's wife. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so why he ain't saying nothing? Nobody know why he ain't saying nothing, you know? Because um, he gets, because I'm a little kid. Mm. And um, I'm worldly, and I don't know that black is beautiful. And, True. you know, I'm, 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 I'm being, I would say a little prejudiced, you know? Like, cause that's what I'm used growing up thinking. Like, if you light skin, you you right, and you know, if you dark skin, you know. So that's what. So I guess that's why he didn't say nothing. But then after after that, now I turned dreads and I start hanging with them in a place named Bull Bay in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I he he came up here. Anytime he's up here, he's in the city. Forty deuce, you know. So he's. I used to go to. I used to go to his um. His interviews, and stuff like that with him and stuff like that and, and one day I was there with my brother-in-law and. He was talking. He was talking real Jamaican patwa, you know, and I said to my brother-in-law, I was like, "Yo, why, why he talk so bad?" I was. I was <laughs> even stupid. I'm thinking that's bad. And it's not bad, but now I know it's not bad. But back then, I was like, "Why he's talking that bad? They don't understand nothing he's saying." And my my brother, the brother, and I just laughed and didn't say nothing. I was like, "Yo, they ain't gonna understand nothing." I even felt shame, you know. Yeah. I felt a little shame. I was like, "Damn, why is he home talk, gracha, Jamaican so, you know?" Mm. But yeah, we left from there, went to his hotel. The guy that his cook. His cook didn't didn't cook, and that's the first time I saw Bob get mad. Bob get mad. I was like, "Yo, pussy, wait till my carry come a foreign fuck. You, know, you you sit down here with all of the woman them. You supposed to start cook. Man go to work and come back. And you just sit down here, you know." And then Bob was like, "Go cook right now." I know. I was like, "That's how mean he is," you know. But Bob was a bad boy, there, you know. Bob ain't no like no. Like no angel, Bob is a bad boy. Bob, Bob get get a lot of respect from the streets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's like a real street nigga like that. So, and his wife, she carried up her own cook. You know, so they both have their own cook because they rusted, and you can't mix. Like back then, mm -hmm. girls don't cook for the guys, and a, you know, a guy have to cook for the guys. The girls cook for themselves. You know, like you don't eat from. In other words, you don't eat from your girl, bro. <laughs> that's how that's how it was back then, you know. Really? Yeah. Why though? Cause them said them girl, the girl them said them blood, and them you don't know when the monk when they gonna see their blood, when they seen their blood, so they can't come cook for me, cause they might be seeing their blood today, you know. Uh, Stuff like that. Period. So it was a rasta, yeah. It was period. Some rasta thing, you know. So that's that's how I knew Bob, you know. I used to, I went to his last concert in Madison Square Garden. I, mean, I didn't even know he was sick and all that, you know. Mm. I already did good though. They say he did extremely well. Yeah, he did good. 
He's a great man. I think of him as being a messenger, and I see his his demeanor, how he how he carries himself, and I really respect him. You know, because I think that's why I'm doing the music now. I think some of his music blessing rub off on me because mm. I knew him. I was there with him. I was up and down with them. You know, smoking with them. You know, hanging with them and. And then I come over here, I start doing music. And when I, I had my first group over here, I went to Apollo, tried to perform. They tell me I can't perform without my parents, you know. So I tried a lot of stuff. You know, I used to sing like Michael Jackson and stuff. <laughs> when I was little, <laughs> you know. So it was in me. So I started my, my daughters them start a group. And I let my son them start a group. Other two son quit, and he's still doing it. I saw, I saw that your daughter started a group with uh, was signed the Supreme. They said, "Yeah, yeah, that was the first time I ever got somebody signed." My daughters, I brought them to somewhere over in Jamaica, Queens, you know, and he signed them for like a year and stuff, and send them to D and D Studios in Manhattan. He used to always pay for them to do a lot, go a lot of places and stuff, and perform and all that. Mm. After a while, it just, I don't know, just fade away. They stopped going over there, coming over here to Queens and stuff. But before before we do it, that was later on. And, and, and yeah, that was like in 99. Yeah, 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 you're jumping. Don't jump too much. Mm-hmm, jump. Um, you're, you're in New York. There's trouble. You're in the Jamaica... You shot almost almost shot the guy in the face. Shot him through your jacket, mm-hmm. and I, I know you come back to to New York and stuff because you know you said as far as the green card. Now and then I'm broke down there because when you go down there, you, you spend off all your money. So true. You have, unless you go do stick up down there or something, how you sell weed? I used to sell weed down there. You know, I used to go buy like a pound of weed in the hills for five dollars, and come back and sell it for thirty dollars. To the to the man them that bag it up, mm-hmm. what what y'all was call plug, to the plug guys, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know I go, I go, one day I'm gonna give you a, I could give you a drama about that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> one day I went to a place named Pricklepole, right up in the hills of Saint Anne. Me and my friend, he had a mini mine car, where I used to drive it. So he's the one. He's my big man friend. He's a little older than me, but. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you gotta get a count. How many times he said that? Show? <laughs> Somebody put it in the comments, man. How many times he said "big man friend" in the show? Yeah, he's a big man friend. Yeah. Well, well, me and him driving right, and then we reached this 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 store. I was like, "Yo, we are gonna buy some sodas because it's hot in the car. Cause you ain't got no AC in the car." No. Back then, you know. So, so we saw this dread walking without no shirt on and barefoot, you know. And it was like one o'clock. And the sun is hot. So the dread went to the store and bought whatever he buying. And like I said to the dread, I said, yo, you don't know where we could get some, some corn, you know? He was like, me have the best corn, man. Just carry him and go out my house, you know? So I would say, all right. So we carry him in the car. And we drive him with this dread, man. We drive him with this dread over some mountains and valleys, mountains. So I kept asking him, yo, I thought you said you just live around the corner. He was like, just around the corner, man, just around the corner. Just around the corner came up to, like, a gravel, 
the Hotspot Road stop, it was gravels now, gravel road, white small road. I'm like, yo. And we came to this hill. There's nowhere else to go. Like we took. I'm like, yo, bro, you walked all that way? He said, yeah, he left this house 7 o'clock in the morning and just reached the store at 1. And he what? Left this, yeah. And he left his kids, two kids cooking, waiting for some butter and stuff. These, yeah, I'm telling you. So when we reach, when we reach, there's nowhere else to go now. We have to come out of the car. So I saw some dreads down the bottom of our hill with some houses. I was like, oh, you live down there, down there. He was like, nah, I don't live down there. Them niggas is thieves. They all they do is thief my weed and stuff. I don't, I don't mess with them niggas, you know? So I was like, where you live? So he showed me a valley. He was like, over there. With bare weed, little weed tree. So I'm walking, we walking, we walking. I'm like, I don't see no house, you know? <laughs> so we walking, walking till we reach a hill again, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, yo, so where? Where you live at? I don't see no house over here. You know what he do? He point up. He was like, I live up there. <laughs> you know? It was a big ass hill too. So I'm climbing up the hill behind them and a lot of stones start rolling down on me and all that kind of. Mm. I'm not used to that because I'm a city guy, you know? So I reached to the top. I reached to the top. He had like a block up there, like a half a block. Flat. Flat out. Everything flat out. You have two kids up there um, cooking, cooking like they just pick torture off the tree and plant and peel it and cook it, go pick pepper. They have yam. They have everything fresh. All they needed was butter that the father bring back, you know? So we ate and stuff. And and I, I think I bought like 50 pounds from him. And he, he went for some some bags of weed, different bags of weed. He just, he, you know, a thing named Chapalin that they cover trucks with this, this rubber thing that they cover so. trucks yeah, from the rain. So, yeah, yeah. He spread out one of those on the ground, and he start emptying out different, going for big different bags of weed and emptying things. So I pick what I want. My friend pick what I want. He gave me like about ten pounds on it. He told me he need a he need a dog. Like he need a dog because them niggas robbing him and shit. If we could bring back one for him, he'll he'll pay us. So like, yeah, we bring back one for you, and he want music too, cause he have a a battery, a battery, a stereograph that play re the round records. He want, cause he don't have no light up there, nothing up there. And he just he just lived like an ancient man. But he told me, he said all he do is sell weed to people on plane that come down there on plane. He just load up the plane, you know. So I, I'm like, he said he have a lot of money, like, saved up. So when we was leaving now, he gave me my crackers bag of weed. He was like, I have to carry it down the hill. I was like, yo, mister, I can't carry this down the hill. He was like, what do you mean you can't carry it down the hill? He's like, I can't carry it down the hill. <laughs> that nigga just put that shit on his shoulder and ran down the hill. With the, with the weed. I just <laughs> ran down What? Just put the 50 pound of weed on him shoulder mm. and just ran down the hill with it. Ran down the hill with it. Didn't drop or nothing. Didn't fall or nothing. You know? And that's one of my experiences that I had buying weed down there. In come back. I, I sell it. I make $25 on my $5. Because mm. them days was $5. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. A pound. Mm -hmm. So... I used to also like that when I was in Jamaica. 
Fridays, you get your money, you give them in con- consignment. And Friday, you go around, your pocket's full. Full of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you have these experiences. Um, you knew Bob. He was out here moving and shaking. Um, things start to, like, we all have these points in our life where things take a big turn. What was your big turn as far as, you know, because um, you jumped to the situation with your daughters and stuff. We got to just, like, what was the big turn when you started to really get involved in crime or the Jimmy Two name became um, so uh, imprinted in the streets of New York City? What was that big turn? I think, I think when I was about 16. Everything is 60. Come on. 16, 17. <laughs> that's when everything turned, you know. But I got, all right. I got shot up when I was 19. Different from this time when I got shot up. Mm. I was in a car. And this guy tried to, to um, I don't know why he was walking up on me. I had, I had a store, right? They locked down my store and told me that they taking over my store. Told my worker, um, he didn't work in there no more. When I came, my worker crying, telling Tell me that. Hmm? I'm listening. That's crazy. I was 19 at that time. Okay, uh, um, <laughs> so I've been doing that. that, that. How you got the story? Your big mind them gave it to you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my big man friend left that shit. <laughs> Yeah, that guy, she went to Miami. I just control that up. So these other big man now, they trying to take it from me, you know? So I went and I went in and I put on a mask and gloves and, and some long trench coat. I went and I saw them and I shoot them up, the car they was in and stuff like that. And then I went and told my friend, I was like, yo, yo, your friend them tried for lockdown my store and shit, and, you know? And I had to open up on their ass. It's war now. And he was like, nah, nah, I don't want you and them to war. I want they my friend and you my friend. I was like, nah, but shot done fire already. True. You know? So he was like, at them times I used to walk with two two dogs, right? And one of them was his. So when he said he's going uptown now to, to go talk to the guys to make peace and shit. I drive him up there, and when I'm coming out the car, he said, let me, let me back my gun, you know? So I gave him his dog. So I only have one dog sitting in the car now behind another car like this. And I'm there, I'm there, and I saw a guy coming up on me. I knew the guy, though, you know? And I know he's a killer, you know? So he's coming up on me. I was like, yo, why you coming up on me like this? man?" he's like, why I'm coming up on you like this? Why I'm coming up on you like this? And he pulled out on me, right? Mm-hmm. So from I see him pull out, I know what it is, what time it is, because I know the, who he is and what time he is. So I got low. It was, I had my car them days was an old-time Cougar, Mercury Cougar. They have a mm-hmm. bump in the middle of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Back then, them cars have bumps in the middle, mm-hmm. you know. So I put my head low, but I had my, my dog on my on the bump. So when I, when I got low, he fired like five shots through the windshield and went in my headrest, and I, I fired one up in the air. Just to let him know that I'm heavy, so he don't come over on my, on me on the car. So I hit one, boom, and I looked up. That nigga running across the street, you know. So I hit one out of him, and then his friend come on my other side and open up on me too. 
So I'm there with my head, keeping my head low, hitting one at a time. Boop! Boop! You know? Mm-hmm. One at a time, one at a time, keeping them off, keeping them off, till, I, till my dog went, that shit done. And I had just emptied up a clip on them niggas, because I used to walk with two clips. So I had just emptied up a clip and shit, so. I put my head, I put my head up underneath. You see where the passenger put mm-hmm. their foot? Mm-hmm. I put my head up on there. And they kept firing it, but they didn't want to come near the car because they think I'm full of tricks. I would act like I'm dead, and if they come close, I'll open up on them, you know? But I wasn't playing. I, didn't, I really was, I didn't have no more shots. So I put my head up on there. My body, this part of my body was up on the bump. Mm-hmm. And they were just firing, firing, firing in my car. And glass start dropping all over me and all that. Everything start dropping and and I start feeling like something shocking me. You know, so I was like in my mind, I was like, oh shit, they shooting up the electric wires them now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting shocked. Yo. <laughs> so nah. I'm getting shocked. So I feel another one, you know? <laughs> so I was like, oh shit, I'm getting shocked and shit, you know. So I was like, yo, Father God, please let them stop. I can't take it no more. And then when I said that prayer. Like about maybe ten more shots, they fire, and then they left. I, I looked up, they start running, all of them running, bending the corner and stuff. I was like, yo, I gotta leave out of here because I was wanted. I was like, I gotta leave out of here. I can't, I can't get catch in, in the car. So I stepped out with my with my right foot, and when I stepped out with my left foot, that shit just bend behind me like this, mm-hmm. bend behind me, and I drop on my face. Wow. Drop my dog and I, I crawled and I pick up my dog and I put it in my waist and I put my foot on my on my because it was it was cut off only the skin was holding it the bone was broken it was just the skin holding it you know so I put my foot on my lap then my friend that I drove up there with came to me and asked me yo you got shot you got shot I was like yo what you think hmm. you know you see me here just drive me away from here bro so because he didn't help me because one of the guy. Cause it was, they said they never seen a shootout like that before. Cause there was seventy five shots they fired in my car on me, you know, and they never seen a man hold off two people before right. like that, you know. So I pick up my foot and I told my friend to drive me away. I pick up my foot and I put it on my shoulder, and I hop back with one foot. Wait, and I, I hop back in the car. The passenger side told him to drive me away. The whole car was shot. Yo, wait, wait, what? Hey, Jimmy, chill out, man. What you mean, pick up your foot? Hmm? What you mean, pick up your foot? Jimmy, easy, now, man. It's cooler, man. Mm-hmm. What you mean, pick up your foot? Jimmy, nah, I put, sir. I put my foot, I put my no, foot up on sir. my shoulder. No, sir. Because it was bent. Because the skin is holding it. It was no bone. Is the bone is broken? The bone Jimmy. right here. Yeah. True. 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 <laughs> God, everybody know about it in the Bronx. They say it's the greatest shoot that ever happened uptown. Everybody know. Everything nah. I tell you about me, everybody know about it, bro. They know me. Shower niggas scared of me like they don't even fuck with me. I'm the only man that one man went into a, a, a party and 20 men walk out, they say, Sunday morning. One man come home, I go on a party, and 20 shower room come out of the, the club. That's how I used to have it. I don't like to brag and boast, though, but it was true. Yeah, man, I so put up my foot up on my shoulder and hop back in the car. When I, he's driving me down, he took out the gun that he asked me for and threw it in my lap. And when I opened it, I see the six live round, and it was a special, it was a police special. 
I was like, this nigga ain't even hurt me. So I just had it in my hand. And he, part, he, he tried to part me down the block in the dark. He was like, I'm going to leave you here and come get some help for you. So this nigga thought I was going to die, right? So I, I told that nigga, I was like, yo, drive me away from here. Drive me over to my friend's house named Pepper. And he was like, because if he had tried nothing, I was going to joke him with the same gun he gave me true, back. True. Mm. I was going to joke him and was like, yo, nigga, you have to drive more, you know? Can't leave me here because if I leave me, I'm going to die. You know, so he took me to me. It was it was it was a time when bus was striking America to I think it was seventy seven or seventy eight at the time. So bus was on strike. It was hard to get a cab. When I reached over my friend house, it was hard to get a cab. And that's uptown where Gunning Road at mm-hmm. I was at. I finally got a cab. Yeah, yeah. Took the cab, stopped at O Avenue on one seventy fourth, went from O Avenue on one seventy, pick up my girlfriend. Went to Lincoln Hospital. <laughs> when I was in, when I picked her up, she was like, "Where you going?" When I told the cabman, "I'm going to Lincoln," she said, "Where you going to Lincoln for? You got shot?" I was like, "Nah." I was like, "Nah." I was telling her, "Nah, nah, I ain't get shot. I ain't got shot because I ain't want a cabman to know mm. what's going on." Because I'm leaving all the way from up Gunner Road, coming down, and I was wanted at the time. So he dropped me off at the at Lincoln. I gave him like about fifty dollars. Told him I'm good. They rushed me in, and I and they put me outside. I told them I broke my foot dropping down the step. They put me outside. They let me wait there for like half hour or 40 minutes. 30. Then a nurse came on. I was like, young man, how you broke your foot? I was like, I got shot, miss. She was like, you got shot? And you sitting here? And they, she, they set off some kind of alarm, <laughs> and then they pushed me in. They cut off my clothes off of me. I only thought I got shot one time. But they cut off my clothes. They was like, one, two, three, four. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yo. But, but, hmm? uh, mm. <laughs> And they didn't operate on me because somebody else got shot, like, worse than me in mm. their face and chest. And oh, they so told they, me they can't. They was worse. They had me wait from 10 o'clock that night. When I when I reached uh, Lincoln, and they didn't operate on me till ten o'clock the next morning, so I was in pain for twelve hours, gunshot pain, twelve hours just laying up in a room, mm. and they couldn't give me no no painkiller because I'm getting ready to go to surgery. How your foot? No, stop, stop, stop! <laughs> I don't care about all that. I want to know how your foot is on your shoulder. It's easy. It's not easy. No, man. It is your skin. Okay. Your skin is holding your foot. Your, up here is your, is your, your what, kind of, what kind of bone? The femur bone. The femur bone is broken. It's just it's just hanging. It's, it's just hanging so, with but, skin. But your foot didn't detach completely. It detached from the bone, but the skin, it didn't detach from the skin. Oh, my God. See, now, see, now you make, all right, come on. Yeah, man. like that. Bomba fire. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, what? It detached. You walking around and blood going everywhere. I wasn't walking. I was hopping. I hop. I hop back. Right. I put my foot up on my shoulder. I hop back in my car. I can't. I can't. That's like because I was hot. I didn't want to get movie, catch. Man. See when he says I'm hyping. It's like a movie, bro. Like, you know how they pull it and then they just throw it like that. And just, <laughs> ain't no movie doing no shit like that. That's some. That, that's some different type of movie. One, one of the best. The main thing that changed my life. Everybody used to know me, but nobody didn't know how I look. But there was this thing called a New Jersey bus ride mm-hmm. that it was the worst shoot in New Jersey history. 
four people died and 24 people got shot. It was a bus ride. I was over there. I got caught for that. I was one of the, it was, they caught like eight people. They let go like, they let go like five and hold three. But I got caught for it because this guy, you want to hear, you want to hear that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I was on the news. That's how I was on TV for three weeks. I was in all the papers all over the world and all over the world. Yep. It's the worst shooting. It's, it's an Oakland shooting in Jersey, Oakland, New Jersey. It's a park. Well, mm. my friend wake me up. Um, I was in a hotel, right, with this girl and shit. And my friend, <laughs> my friend knocked me up and was like, yo, drop me over to the bus ride. I was like, yo, I ain't going over there. I got a big body girl in, in my room. I ain't going nowhere. I'm chilling, you know. And he kept knocking my door, knocking my door, knocking my door. I was like, nah, man, I ain't going. But then I felt sorry for him. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to drive you. Excuse my language. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna drive you. I'm gonna drive you over there, but I ain't staying. You're gonna have to find a way back over. But when I went over there, bro, it was so much girls and everybody was just dressed up. It was a real vibe over there, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm chilling. I'm chilling and shit. So we, we, we chilling. I see a couple of my friends over there and shit. One of them, he have a bag. With a machine gun in it, right? Every minute he take it out, he was like, "I this me, I this me carry come here and on this, boy I can't bother me, I this me have you know." So he kept putting it in the bag. I saw what he had. I was like, "I ain't had nothing," because I I just wanted to drop him off my friend. I didn't mm. go over there to stay. So I'm there now, I'm there I'm there. Then one of my somebody came to me and said, "Yo, tool, watch this nigga coming over in front of y'all. He got a towel over his hand, you know." So I went to one of my friends that I know have a dog. I was like, yo, my nigga, see that nigga coming over towards us? He's going to, he got a dog, you know, you know, deal with him kids, you know? And he was like, yeah, I got it, I got it. So I went to my other man now. I was like, yo, let me a dog, you know? See that nigga, I come, come near it. That nigga said the same thing. He got it. He not letting me in his dog. And they let the nigga come over to us, bro. That nigga came over to us and that nigga just just opened up real close range a fucking machine gun yo on us like da, 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 da. I start spraying I got low I got flat I went behind the picnic table the concrete part the picnic table you know it got two sides mm -hmm. the, the concrete part I hide behind one of that I got low behind that shit and I kept hearing the bullets hitting off the tables and stuff blah, 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 blah. you know and then no, is it real quick? I'm sorry. In other tables, hold on. Is it um, gunmen slain, two and nine wounded, in a, a, a is it, it was in Jersey Park? It was a park in yeah, Jersey. It was a park in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm reading it before I just. Yeah, it happened at eighty five. Yeah, eighty five in the summer, August fifth. I remember mm. the name. <laughs> yeah, you see that? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah August fifth. So, yeah. So you get into the, you get into the, not even the police them know this. You get into the deep info. Well, really right in the daily news too. Yeah. So, yeah, tell me. So I crawled, cause a nigga that had a gun and a machine gun, he ran left the bog when shots start lit, right? He ran. So I went around, I crawled, I looked in the bag, the dog, the gun was in there, and then all the shower niggas them came 
and some of them didn't really like me and thing. A lot of people they would know. so I had to have something on me. So I have it on me and shit. Have it on me and sometimes I try I try to squeeze it and shit and nothing wasn't coming out of it. But I still kept it. You know? Still kept it because they nobody gonna come up on you when you have something, you know. So I ran across the field where the guy ran. Me and my friends them ran across the field, saw the guy. I told them that there there he go. When they see him, they waited, they hesitated. And the guy run. And then they start opening up again and hitting the innocent people and all that. I see that. Mm. So they ran across I didn't they ran back across the field. So when they're running across the field, I didn't want to run with them because some of them was my enemies. I can't really run with a lot of people. Mm. So I waited till all of them lead, ran, ran across. I was running last, me and one of my friends. So when we was running across the field, two police in the middle of the field was on their knees. was like, yo, freeze, you know? So we stopped. So I was like, yo, I can't go to jail, bro. I'm running. So I started running, and I heard, bop! When I look, my friend, I heard something drop behind me. When I look, my friend dropped. He got shot, you know? So I was like, you good? He was like, yeah, I'm good, you know? I was like, I'm going, B. So I start running, and I, I hear I, I'm timing the police. I was like, aim, get ready, fire. I dropped to the ground, and he, he fired. Bum, 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 bum. I heard them shits go over my head. I got up again and run, and I timed them. I was like, yeah, aim, get ready, fire, I drop. Bam, 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 over my head again. You know, mm. I got up again. I, I did it third time, same thing. Bam, bam, bam. Everybody on the other side was screaming, saying I'm dead. Oh, he's dead, he's dead. Because because I keep dropping, but I'm dropping myself. Yeah. I'm timing the shot then, you know. And I reach across the cross, and in the crowd, they separate themselves from me. You know, so I couldn't run nowhere else. So I, I was jumping over a fence because at least if the crowd was there and they could have came around me and hide me and let me change my clothes, true, take off true. a shirt or something, you know. Mm. But they didn't do that. They got scared too, you know, because it was police shooting and stuff like that. And I don't know. I guess they didn't want to get involved or nothing. But I was j- jumping over a fence and the SWAT team nigga came behind me and hit me in the back of my head with a shotgun and, and bust my head mm. and I got caught. I got caught and shit, and the nigga that brought me there, that nigga started crying. <laughs> I think he cried, <laughs> said, like, because he see me leaving in the police car. He started crying and shit, and then I went to the precinct, and then the police guy that shot at me, he came to me and was like, yo, you, come here. I came to the gate, he was like, yo, you, get up off the same side of the bed you got up off last night, because I don't miss. I was like, yeah, cool, man, cool. Mm. And then, then the feds came and shit, and they start questioning us and shit, and they was like, you know, you're facing the death penalty, right? I was like, whatever. It was like you facing. It. Tell me what happened. I was like, I don't know what happened. I was like, a matter of fact, give me, give me the injection right now. <laughs> give me the injection right now. Give me, give me it right now. <laughs> Them niggas was like, yo, take him away from here, man. We want to this nigga that nigga crazy. <laughs> That nigga crazy. And you know, I have, I have paperwork on them. The same niggas them that I was inside, what I was locked up with, they they, they talked that mm-hmm. night they on told? me. Yeah, oh. that's saying I had a machine gun and shit. 
So they charged me with a machine gun for the whole shit and stuff like that, you know. So went to court, you know. I was I was locked up for six months. My grandmother bailed me for a hundred again for hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You know, I run, I jumped it, you know, because I was going to court every day. You jump bail? I had to. I had to because it was police coming testifying against me, and they have right down that he shot at me nine times. Mm. Why? What he's gonna say to them to? Like why he shot at me? I had to, must be doing something. True. And he's coming in his uniform. I'm just coming in regular clothes. True. I went on trial. I was gonna get facing like thirty years. So I was. I told my grandmother, "Yo, you put up your house, but I'm out. I'm you buy a bacanada house. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and where you went? Where did you go? I went to Florida. Ooh, I went to man, Miami. Crazy, and shit. Yeah, I was down there chilling. And the greatest thing happened down there. You know what I did wrong when I went down there? I registered my kids them into public school. So I had two of my baby mothers down there. One of them, we was hiding good down there for months, for like about a year or so. Mm. And she's saying she want to send clothes for one of her kids. What? Yeah, and I was like, yo, you can't do that if you send clothes for it because they're going to find out where we at, you know? She kept bothering me and bothering me and bothering me. So I was like, fuck it. Send it, but don't use our address. But you know what? That made them know the area where we was in, mm -hmm. that, we, what, what, that we was in Miami, and they knew my kids' them name. So they they run my kids' name, found out where I was living. One night I came home. Something just told me, back in my driveway. You know? Don't drive in, back in my driveway. So right. I'm back in my driveway. Them days they used to drive this car named K-Cars. It's a little crack. Uh, 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 Dodge, Dodge, Dodge K car. I don't know if you guys, it was the old time days. Yeah. But nigga drive in front of me and look straight in my eyes and shit. I was like, oh shit. And my house is a corner house. So he went around and come back around on my on my left side now and look at me again. I was like, oh shit, they found me. They, this, the car was K, the Aries, some Dodge Aries K car. Mm. Was you it know? Dodge? Dodge K car Chrysler. I think it's Dodge. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. Dodge Aries, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know shit, man. Got good memory, bro. So I saw this. So one, I saw this guy walking up across like a across the street mm -hmm. in a suit. But he wouldn't come near me. He wouldn't come near the house. He turned back, and when I looked down there, I saw a parked car with like three heads in the car, right. So I come out of my car. I don't make the, the car door light come on, you know, because I don't want them to see. Mm -hmm. You know, when you open your car, you can switch off the thing so you don't. Right. So I go out and I knock my girl out the door. I was like, yo. I was like, yo, they found me. She was like, I said, I, I got to go. She was like, nah, you want to go back to your woman house. You want to go back to your other woman house. And I was like, nah, there ain't no woman thing. I was like, come, let me show you. So she came out in her night clothes. I pointed, I showed her, yo, you see them people in that park car? And she said, yeah, she see them. I was like, here what you do, drive me away from here, you know? So I lay down in the back of the car, and I let, I let her drive me away. <laughs> so she drive me away, and then she, I, told, I told her, make the first right, left. So she made the first left. So when we in the middle of the block, I said, any car turn the left yet? She said, yeah, one car turn the left, two car turn the left. 
three car turn the left, four car turn the left, five car turn the left. And then I looked across our open land on the other street across our open land. It was like about five of them over there too. So when we reached like a stoplight on 441 on Merrimack Parkway, I'll never forget. One of them pulled up beside us, right? And was and I peeped up, I saw four big picnic guys in there in the car and shit. And I was like, let's drive. And you know what they did? They can't they went in front of us and start driving. And we, we going down to like Calder racetrack, near where the racetrack is. But then there's a there's a there's a housing a housing scheme before there. I told her to turn in there. She turned in there. So when, I, when she turned in there, the guy in front of us stopped. The other ones then start coming behind us. So we, it's kind of funny. The, the place, when you when you go down in it to come back up, you have to stop the car and back up because where uh, the, the circle is, it's mm. kind of small. That's why I don't know why they made it like that. But that, when she did that, back up and stuff, and then they had to do it too, so it slowed them down. Right. So you see, by the time we reached the next corner, I told her to slow up. And when she slowed up, I jumped out the car, I ran, and I dived over the first fence. When I hit the ground, I just hear the car them bending the corner. And I looked up, they stopped her at the gate. They took out the car, so I, I knew somebody in the project in there. I went and knocked their door. They wouldn't, they wouldn't answer it. So I know what I had to do. I had to go in a swamp behind behind there. I went in a swamp. It was mud up to here. And some big ass mosquitoes like this. Every time they bite you, a big bump come on your skin. A big bump. Yeah, you go, you go. I'm gonna get you. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I was in there. I was in there and shit. And rain started falling. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, saw. See, I go loud. My, my my man gives all the details, bro. This this is. A, I I see the visual. I see it's like a movie. That's right what I'm saying. Now. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, but I went I went in there and rain started falling. So where I was at was dry, and then the water come up to where I was at where that was dry. Got it. And then everywhere I go, dry water come up to it. Then it was I was in there from ten o'clock the night to five in the morning. By five in the morning. What I'm going to call it, police them stop patrol. Like one car passed, an helicopter them gone and all that. Mm -hmm. So I was in there and I started getting chills because the rain falling on my back. Right. You know, so I picked I pick some, I remember what Rambo did in the, in this movie. He picked some big ass leaf, leaf. <laughs> fucking thing. So I picked like four or five stop, of them. Stop, man. <laughs> Yo, I said, I seen it before you said, I knew you were going to do that. Stop, so I, I knew it. it. I could just, just try, you covered up your whole stuff like that? It worked? I put, I, yeah, I hold it over my head like that. And it stopped the, the rain from hitting my back. Because I was only in this 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 this, this wife beater called DVD back in the days. It's make out of nylon, DVD. <laughs> yeah. I was only in that. So it stopped, and then then the rain was coming up. I was like, "Yo, should I give up myself? Cause I don't want alligator eat me. I don't want snake. I don't want snake eat me. You know? I was like, should I give up? Yeah. I was like, I ain't giving up, man. Stop, man. I know you like this guy. Stop. Man. I ain't going back to jail. I'm, I'm watching the movie right now. So, like five o'clock in the morning, I ran out. I ran out of there. I'm all muddy. This one guy came out to pick up newspaper. He saw me. He ain't know nothing about nothing though. So I was like, yo, where am I? I was like, where's the nearest place I could where I could go get help at? I remember I used to hang with these American girls down there that I just used to buy them pizza, them drive them around, they 
carry me in the hood, let me know what uh, what how Florida hood is and all, you know. So I remember that I went to her house, I knocked her out the door. The mother came, I was like, yo, tell us like Michael. She said, Michael, she talk a lot about you. She talk a lot about you. You're a good guy. I'ma wake her up. And she went and wake her up. Then she, they they opened the door. They saw me money, muddy. And they asked me what happened. I said, yo, they robbed me and threw me in the swamp. They took my car, you know? And the lady said she gonna call the cops. I was like, nah, don't call the cops. The car is in my sister's name. My sister will get it back. You know, don't call the cop. But could you drop me somewhere? And she said, "Sure, we drop you anywhere, Jimmy." So I, she, I, I lay down in the back of the car, and you know, she dropped me at this girl house, Jim Brown, a girl named Jim Brown. You ever about Jim Brown? He's a shower nigga. His daughter. I was, I was slapping her. So, she, she, she have a um a restaurant in the in the flea market where everybody go it was a public place. Mm. So I'm I'm there. She come back twelve o'clock now. She was like, "You gotta leave." I'm like I ain't got nowhere to go right now. Just give me a little. Bit. She said, "Yo, I'm waiting to get my green card. You can't stay here. They just curfew the whole of the flea market, looking for you. Showing they saying you number one one man in Miami right now. I was like, "You gotta leave right now." I was like, "She said she's not losing a green card." In my mind, I was like, "Yo, this bitch gonna give me up." True. You know what I mean? She gonna give me up. I was like, all the shit I did for this gal, you know? I was like, she gonna give me up. I was like, fuck it. I was like, yo, okay, you could drop me someplace then? So I remember I have a cousin, right? Mm-hmm. So I let her drop me. If we're at North Miami, I let her drop me like 10 blocks away from his house. You know? And then I take time walk, go to my my cousin's house. So I'm there in Miami trying to get a ride to come up, come up New York. A Can't ride get to no- New York? Yeah, come back to New York because like Miami 20, hot for me. It's like twenty four hours, man. Huh? It's like twenty five hour drive. Okay, I'm trying to get I'm, my life is on the line. <laughs> you keep getting get, what happened next? Okay, I'm tell you what happened next. So <laughs> nobody didn't want to help me come up. Nobody want to give me no ride in their tractor trailer. Nobody want to drive me up. <laughs> Everybody's scared. Like if this. I go to a party, they fucking lock off the party. Tell me I can't stay there because they gonna call pop cops. I was like, these niggas fighting me down here. These people ain't my friend. And I'm like, in this small ass place, if I wanted in New York, I could still move around, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was one day, my, my girlfriend down there was like, she's going to Chicago. She bringing some coke to Chicago. I was like, wow. I was like, yo, I'm coming. She's like, oh, you gonna come and you wanted, most wanted in, in, I was like, watch this. I ball off my head. I ball off my face. I buy some tennis shorts. I buy some tennis racket and I put a uh, um, a camera, a camera over my neck. I have all my tennis shoes and I tilly bop through that shit to the airport <laughs> and waited. One man, I saw one guy that knew me, this Jamaican guy. I hailed him up. I was like, yo, this nigga gonna tell on me now. I'm okay, so I'm waiting to go on the plane, waiting to go on the plane. Then they say, board the plane, they board the plane. I'm waiting for the plane to take off. I'm like, yo, they gonna come. I'm waiting and looking for somebody to come on the plane and take me off. But then that shit took off, man. I was like, ja. Freedom. Luckiest man. Went to Chicago. Went, went to Chicago. This girl, the same girl, you know what she did? She what? let she let this man bring a hundred pound of weed from from Texas to Chicago to sell to some Montagonian, Mobay niggas. <laughs> and she had, a, she had a key on her that she had on herself. So when we reach over there, right, this guy, he, he live in a nice penthouse and shit. 
he he put us in the hotel and shit. She gave him half of her shit. Cause I told her not to give him all of it. She gave him half a key. Next day, he took us to this fucking trap house, bro. I never seen no place dark like that. This building. When you see that building, you see death. Oh, <laughs> I went in the fucking building, man. This guy woke up. He had a gun in his hand. Saying he just came up from Jamaica. He's wanted. And then... 100 pound of weed is there. We bagging up. I'm like, oh, shit. These motherfuckers going to kill us. I was saying that in my mind, you know? Mm. But I was like, they ain't going to kill. Yeah, I said, if I didn't come with them, they would have killed them and took it. Like my, my, my baby mother and the nigga. Mm. But they kind of respect me because they know where I was coming from in Miami because they come from Miami too. They know I'm wanted down. You know, they kind of respect me as a G. You know what I mean? Eh? So they ain't, they ain't do nothing to them, but... After we back up the first 50, make a long story short, the nigga left with it. I was like, yo, I'm coming back. He took out his gun. He gave it to me. I was like, yo, Jimmy, hold this. So he gave it to me. I felt a little better. I was like, yo, if anything, I'm shooting out. I'm shooting out. I'm running out of this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, after two hours, the nigga come back. Yo, I ain't got the money yet. You know, people them going to give me the money later. When I heard that shit, I was like, oh, shit. Then the first thing as he come through the door, he asked me back for his for his gun, for his gun. So I gave it back to him. I was like, give me. Well, I, I sat at the door like how you sat at the door. Mm. I sat at the door. I was like, if anything, I'm taking shot. I'm running through this shit. I'm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So we finished back up the fifty. So we driving back now. He stopped behind his his house, his condo. He was like, you want me to keep the fifty, or you want us? You want you want me you want to carry it to your hotel? Then this nigga and my baby mother asking me, "Yo, Jimmy, what you think? We should let him keep it?" I was like, "I don't care. It's not my business. I don't I don't have nothing to do with this." Yeah, I mean, though y'all gave him fifty already, so what the difference? Another fifty? Cause I know I know what they was doing. You know what I mean? And I ain't want to get hurt, mm. and I ain't want my baby mother to get hurt. You know? Facts. So what were they doing? Huh? What they, they robbed. Doing? They robbed a hundred pound of weed and a half a key, and and them times a pound of weed was selling over there for two thousand dollars. They went and celebrate that they robbed quarter million dollars from us. They was celebrating, bro, you know. But then this nigga, the nigga tried to tell me to go. They have a club. They trying to tell me to go. What to call it? Up their club and shit. Shoot up their club. I'm like. Oh, man, you gotta pay me. Bogged out, Jimmy. Jimmy, what the hell, man? They've been through it all, son. So hold on. So so hold on. The half has never been told. So mm. all of this is happening. Mm-hmm. They robbed the. They asked you what to do if you should give it. Um, you said you have nothing to do with it, but you still was involved. I wasn't really involved. I'm just transporting. I'm I'm on I'm on my way to reaching New York. I'm just stopping there. They stopped there to do business. It wasn't, but that's my baby mom. She carried of course, a, of she course. Carry a key, you know. So he robbed key, half of the key. I told her, don't give him the other half. Because he came back the next day, three days after, and was like, yo. I was like, where the money? He had like 10 niggas out in the hallway. Because when you look through the people, you know, in them hotels, you could see down the hallway. Mm-hmm. You see like about 10 niggas down there. Him and another nigga came in. I told my baby mother, I was like, yo, anything he say, just say yes. Yes, agreed to everything he said. So he came in, he held me up. I was like, yo. He said, yo, I soon get your money, right? I soon get it. Just give me a few more days. She said, yes. Everything. Tell the guy about the weed. He soon get the money too, you know. Yes, yes. So when he left, I was telling her, you don't know nobody else over here we could leave? 
She said she know one place. She took us to a fucking hood, hood in Chicago, yo. Mm. Well, it was better than a hotel. Of course. That that place, that's the first place I ever went in my life that everybody come through the door, have a gun in their hand. Woman, man, in kid. Chicago. Chicago. Mm. I'm sitting right there in the couch. Everybody, I was scared, yo. So this lady, lady came to me. I was like, yo, you could you have an extra dog? She gave me one to keep. And then we fly from there to Cleveland, from Cleveland to Boston. Gave my cousin the other key that she said she had, half a key. Mom, take a Greyhound bus from Boston, come back on New York. So And then the nigga yeah. bring up a hundred pound, come New York. Cause gave me, what him call it? Sadas took it. Mm. I took like 150 from him. Pounds? He sent up, a, I went to Texas to help him box, box, box that shit up. He told me he's going to give me this to 100 fucking, um, to go back to Chicago, to go what I'm call it. So when he came, I took three boxes, 150 from that nigga and his friends. I was like, yo, I'm going I'm to go back. I just, I just laughed at them. I was like, I ain't go back. That's my problem that y'all put me through, mm. you know? So I, I came up off of that nigga too. Cause I was hot, I was wanted. I ain't had no money. I came up, I used that shit to rent an apartment, put my kids and shit. Chill. Did you? Mm. When did you get caught? I get caught. I was wanted. Let me tell you the truth. I was wanted from I was like nineteen. I I got. I was wanted from I was nineteen. I got caught when I was. I was when I shoot that guy when I was seventeen. I got caught when I was nineteen. After that, I was wanted for like. A lot of bodies and shit. And I was on the run. Till I was like, I got caught when I was like from 19 to 30. Really? 30 years ago you got caught? I was in Bronx House for two years. I'm the only nigga ever been in Bronx House for two years. They kept me there. They liked me. I was working suicide. That's where I met Slick Rick at. Mm. You know, they wanted to take so, out his so, so how much time did you get for all these... They had to put everything together. I mean, for the jersey stuff and everything. I, I beat all. I, I beat. I beat everything except the jersey thing. I just copped out because they ain't want to go to no big trial with that shit. Cause that was old case now. Cause it was like five years, six years old. They ain't bring me to no. I just copped out to a three with a five. I I, I sat in Bronx house for two years, with them have a fighting up body. Other bodies dropped off of me. I went to trial. In, in in Bronx for a body, beat it, came back not guilty. They said they like, bringing me to Jersey now. So when I went to Jersey, I tried to get the two years that I did in the Bronx house as as to, to put on the three with the five that they want to give me over here. But they they told me they can't do that. They because I was telling them I ain't shoot nobody. They was telling me I had the judge say I had to say I shoot somebody. I not shoot somebody. I shoot the gun. So I told the judge I shoot the gun up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was he had to give me the deal, you know. So cause that nigga said if if I don't take that fucking if I ain't take it that that time I was going to trial. And that nigga was the worst judge in, in the whole of fucking Bergen County, bro. That nigga tell you look through the look through the window. What what number on that bus? Ninety nine, ninety. You got ninety nine years. That nigga don't like drug dealer cause his daughter died. From overdose and that shit's name. He have the wickedest name. I won't even mention his name. What's his name? I heard. I heard that story about the guy. They took off the dresser. His name Kuku Meister. <laughs> so, 
The daughter took it off the dresser or something like that? I think so. I think something like that. It was that. a little girl? It was it a, a, a big girl? I don't really know. I only know that his, his daughter died from overdose. Yeah, I heard something like that, like the daughter. That man, that man, everybody that go with him get 100 years that go in front of him. Mm. See? You don't beat trials over there. It's bare white people at jewelry. Only place to beat trial at Bronx. <laughs> Bronx, I be a black people. They they give you a break, you know. Yeah. I think ninety three, ninety three or ninety four. Yeah. What year you born? Ninety five, right? I think I came on ninety four, cause I got his mother pregnant with him. Yo, you <laughs> that's how you said it. Right? Ninety five. <laughs> he no ninety four. So she had baby ninety five. Mm. So I might have came on from ninety three December around December. How much did you have in all? 14. <laughs> Damn. <coughs> Respect. 14 children. A lot of kids, four, four passed away, though. I'm oh, sorry. Condolences. So you have 10 alive now? Yeah. How many baby mothers you have? Your mommy Seven. Has? Seven. Interesting. I was a G man. They was giving me, they was giving me the pussy y'all. Stop, just left to right. Chill, hype me. Oh, stop, G. That's whack. He was a G kid. Big man, big big man. Yeah, big man friend. Yo, so hold on. So, all just side like, you come home, but you outside. When did you get shot? Okay, where, where I came you? home. I I opened up one store. On Tremont. What they doing now, I, I've been doing it. So I opened up a store on Tremont Avenue. Opened up another store on 180. That I saw a police guy one day on the block. He was like, yo, what? You came home? What? You got an asshole full of time, man. Like he was working Bronx House. I was like, nah, nah. I beat my case. I'm home, bro. Good. So he was like, yo, my brother just came from jail. Just did 90 days. You give him a job? You know everybody around here. So I was like, yeah, I'll give him a job because I need, you know, somebody that's familiar with the area. Mm -hmm. So I gave the kid a job, started him out with $300 a week. Then, like, in, like, two months, start giving him $500 a week. And one day he asked me, yo, you got you got, you got, got a, a dog? I was like, what do you need a dog for? It was like some robbers look, niggas look like they want to rob. Yeah, at first, I, 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 in the beginning, I was like, what? Yeah, I, I got, yeah, yeah. got a dog, yeah, yeah. Yeah, niggas, you know? For those that tune in at home, dog is a, is a gun. Is it? Yeah, 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 it's a gun, yeah. So, yeah, he asked me, so I, 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 feel, I feel funny now. When he told me if I, if I have a dog, I was like, yo, this nigga want to rob me. You know? I was like, nah, I don't have no gun, bro. But I was like... My mind, I was like, yeah, I have to watch this nigga now, you know? Nigga want to rob me. Mm -hmm. So one day, I some niggas come in the store asking him for money. And I know the, the kid, he sell dope outside. Mm -hmm. So the kid asked him, where my money at, man? Where, 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 you know? I was like, when the guy gone, I was like, yo, you selling dope in there, bro? He was like, yo, where, where? I was like, yo, can't do that because um, I'm, on, I'm on paper and... I could get in real trouble for that. True. Weed, weed, I ain't gonna get in no trouble for no weed. But I could get in real trouble for this shit. So I tell him you gotta leave if you keep doing it. And the next day, the next day, the nigga set me up. What? 
the guy that worked for you? The cop? Wait, hold brother. on. The cop what you brother. mean he set you up? He, one day, I was, the, like, the day after, I've told him he not to do that. I'm, I'm standing by my door at my store, and this kid came up to me that always come near me when he see me because he always want to smoke weed with me. So mm-hmm. I'm smoking my weed. I I give him. I don't pass spliff around. When I finish, I give it to him. You know, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Like I smoke half of it. I give him half. You know, so he knew that. So I'm smoking. He waiting. So this kid came to the door and asked me for the guy that work in the store. So I was like, he behind the counter. So he went in there. He was talking to him. He's talking to him. Then he come back out, saying they're gonna talk to somebody across the street. So I saw the guy that asked for him went into the car. My friend, the guy that worked for me, stooped down in the street talking to the driver guy. Then, then the same two come back around, and you know what he said to me when he's coming to the store? He was like, "Yo, he was like, yo, Ross, everything cool, man, everything cool." And I was like, "Oh shit, everything hot." You know, cause <laughs> that's what saved my life, bro. When that nigga told me, everything hot. That's my new shit, Everything. And thanks, yeah. Somebody tell everything cool, everything hot. You know what I mean? Eh? Wow. So you're gonna change change it like that? That's what you gonna do now? So. Yeah. So you know, I I was like. Like everything hot, I was like, "Oh shit!" So I saw them talking. So you know what? The one that was driving, mm-hmm. he comes out of the car now, and he fixing his his his, his shirt like and his coat. And he well, he look all neat. Walk coming towards the, to the door. So I pushed the door. I pushed the door out because it was like in October, like a couple of days after my birthday. So I know it was it was kind of chilly. I pushed the door out, and he hold he hold the door with his with his shoulder. And, and stop and start pulling out his dog. So once I saw him start pulling it out, I grabbed him. I grabbed it. I made him start wrestling. And him start wrestling for it, wrestling for it. And one, and I came home cocked, I came home cocked diesel. I was kinda big. You know? <laughs> so and he was real skinny. I was gonna take it from him. So before when I was about to take it from him, he squeezed the trigger. And the same leg that was broke before, yeah, he shot me in the same leg. And luckily, the doctor said it was broke before because the bone grew back bigger. Oh, so he shot me with a three fifty seven magnum. What? Boom! Broke my leg. I, when I heard boom, I, I was I was like, Ja, please make it be him. You know, so I thought maybe he would have got shot. But then I started getting weak, and I had to let go of the gun. I let go of the gun. And I dropped in my store with my face down. And he, he shoot me in my back again. Boom, you know, with a magnum, and I, shit. and I laid there like I was dead. When I got the second shot, I ain't move, and I started trying to feel my toes, and I couldn't feel my toes. You know, I was like, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna move. I'm gonna play Macarelli on this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I laid, yeah. I laid there. I lady, I you know what he did. He shot up the guy that always smoked with me. He emptied his, his gun. The guy hold up his hand to his face and, and mash up his fin up his hands and shit. So the guy lived. Or the guy he yeah, lived. He lived. He lived too. You know, but 
this is what happened now. When I'm laying there, I just bought 30 feet of carpet and the carpets, store carpet, you know, the store, the rough carpet. So the guy at the corner at the top of the place that came first, I turned my head and look up. So he saw that I wasn't dead. And that nigga pull out a, a big black gun, pull his hat down on his face, start walking down on me. And then like God came to me and was like, yo, get up on your elbow and come out the store. Don't let him come down on you. He said you was the best in prison and pull-ups and dips. And I was. When I was in jail, I was always wondering why I was so good at it. So I got up on my elbow. My foot was at the door. I got up my, my elbow. I turned myself around. I used my head, pushed the door, and I crawled out, crawled out as far as I could go on the sidewalk. And I turned around. And the kid came to the door. He looked at me with his gun in his hand. He looked at me. He looked up and down the street. There was nobody there. He looked at me. I looked at him. And he did that like two times. The last look. He looked at me, and that nigga just went back in the store, and they left through the back, you know. And that's that's how I got part of it. They gave me 25% chance to live. Damn. I was in a coma for like two weeks. So the weeks. guy that came out with the gun that looked at you was the, the cop's brother? No. The yeah, one that came like... and asked for him first. Okay, but with the cop brother all this whole time? He in the store. He in the store. Acting like he don't know what's going on? I'm 30 feet away from him in the front. He he up in the store behind the counter because I had bulletproof glass at the counter too. Right. You know, so he was there. I don't know why he was there. He set me up for them to rob me and kill me. How you know? How you know he set you up though? What made? Did you find? Because him and them, him and them was talking. Oh, he told me everything was cool, right? So that means you set me up. They tried to kill me. They so pulled out a gun on me. Two of them pulled guns on me. Both so of them. You, had, you automatically knew it was him. Knew it was him that set me up. Yeah, automatically after you, you know, or you. Thought I know about it was him because he's the one that told me everything was cool, and both of them came to see him, and he Got came it. out of the store. He came out of the store and went and talked to the guy that shot me in the car. Remember, I told you he bent down outside and was in the street and was talking to the kid, mm -hmm. and then when he came back out, came back in with the guy that asked for him first, the guy that he. I was driving a car, came across the street, and 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 pulled out on me, and and shot me. So why you think he times. let you? Um, why he let me live? Yeah, cause he, you know, he had opportunities. Clear, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like what? what made you know you why I think he didn't let me live? Tell you the truth, I think because I didn't beg him. If I had opened my mouth and said, "Don't shoot me, don't shoot me, please," he'd yeah. have killed me. But I ain't begging him. I think he might have respect my respected. G. Yeah. Might have said, oh, shit, this nigga crawl out. Got two Magnum shots. And that nigga crawl out the store. And he just looking at me. He ain't even say, yo, don't shoot me again or nothing. I'm just looking at him. Because I'm 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 looking in his eyes, too. Mm. You know, I'm making, you know, let him know that, yo. You know, I ain't begging him or nothing. But what he going to do? But I'm so glad he didn't shoot me again because... I couldn't take another shot because the bullet came in it. It hit out my kidney. It hit out some of my... I only have one kidney now. hit out some of my intestine. hit out my spleen. And it stopped underneath my heart right here. It's still there right now. Bullet right here. Damn. And I say to myself, it's either because it was a exploding bullet. When it go in me, it explodes. Both of them explode. 
That's why I had to get seven operations on my foot. Oh, same. Yeah, you know, so so I said to myself, if it didn't hit on my if it didn't hit on my on my spine bone and slow it down and make me paralyzed, mm -hmm. it would have go around and hit my heart and hit my lungs and come around. There would have circles because oh. the magnet. It would have hit out all my organs. But because of it hit on my bone, my backbone, it slowed it down. You know? So it went in, hit out my kidney, hit out my internal, my spleen, and coming up to my heart and my lungs. It's right mm -hmm. here. I could feel it right here right now. What year what year was this? It was eighty four. No, eighty four, ninety four, I'm sorry. Ninety four. So ninety four. You've been in the wheelchair since ninety four? Yeah, he never seen me walk before. Shit. He's my only kid that never seen me walk. Me and him just been doing it, you know. I see. Did, 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 did you try to, like, did you ever try? Was there any rehab, anything back yes, in the Yes, I used to go rehab. But it was, it just didn't. I used to go rehab, but every time I go rehab, one of my kids die and shit. And when my kids die, I get weak. Oh, I know. I, I can't know. hold up myself, mm. you know. And then I have to wait, wait to get over that. Not get over it, but, you know, build up back strength again, you know, to start. So every time, so, my kids, them always just drop out some tragic way, you know, and that fucks me up. How many, you said four kids passed away? Yeah, two girls and two boys. Um, Do you just mind telling us how they passed? Or you don't want to no, tell us? I'll tell you how they passed. It's nothing. You're my brethren, King. Both y'all are my brethren. And them people too, my bridge. Big man, them. Blessings, you know? <laughs> Big man friend. Well, yeah. One of them, he was 18. His name is Malik. Mm -hmm. He have a girlfriend that have an obsession with him and stuff. And she and him have an argument and she mace him. And he, he's light skinned like about here. And so the mace show, you know, his skin stripping. Mm. So we bring him to the hospital and get him washed off and stuff. And I sit down with him in my room and I've talked to him. I say, yo, better you live on a house stop than live in a house with an ignorant, cantankerous woman. You know? <laughs> so give her a little space. Let her miss you. Don't go up our yard no more. You know, get her a break, you know. So he say, yes, daddy, yes, daddy, yes, daddy. That was a Thursday. Friday is there. The Saturday, I... Go outside, I asked his little sister, where Malik at? Oh, he went in the car with his friends, dad. I said to myself, oh, shit, that nigga gonna go up to his girl, you know. But I, but I said, that's, that's how kids are. That's what I was wiping it off as, you know. I was like, Cause that's how kids are, you know. So then but one, like, like about an hour later, I see his grandmother jump out of her car and run into me and was like, yo, Jimmy, they killed Malik, they killed Malik. Like, Mr. Mr. Clear, what are you talking about? They kill Malik. Oh, his girlfriend stab him and kill him. I was oh. like, what the fuck? I was like, nah, Miss nah, Rose, nah. She said, she said, you know, and I asked the man, that driver, I was like, mister, is this real? She said, yeah. So at the same time, I see one of my daughter coming up from Virginia, drove up. I was like, yo, Keisha, carry me, carry me go to Vernon, carry me go to Vernon. We're going to the hospital, see Malik. So went up there, and the the guard at the guard tells us, "Oh, he's all right. He's upstairs. He didn't die. He didn't die." So that was a release for us. I was like, "Wonder what floor?" So we went. He said, "Go in the emergency room. They'll tell you what floor." So we went to the round of the emergency room. 
I was like, yo, what's for the guy at, that got stabbed? She said, two guys got stabbed. One with braids and one without braids. I said, the one with braids. She said, that one went to the morgue. You know? Then I said, don't make no sense. I go upstairs because. True. You know, she said you could go identify him at a morgue. But when we tried to call the morgue, the morgue closed. So I had to go ID him the next day. Mm. He was 18. So I bury him and shit. She, she ended up going to jail, the girl? Yeah, they, yeah, she went to jail for like 16 years. She's out now and stuff like that, you know. How did your second child die? The second child died was a girl. She died in a car accident. Oh. Um, she was 21. She was driving. and um, year after. Hmm? Year after. Yeah, year after. Next year. Yeah. Um, she was driving. And a whole lady, like 80 years old, that have Alzheimer's disease, mm. broke a stop sign. Because she don't know stop sign. She just always thief away her family car. And she broke the stop sign, and 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 my the, the the witnesses tell me that was there that my daughter tried to speed up when she saw that she broke the stop sign. My daughter was driving an X five, so the way she's speeding up now to cross the street, the lady still clip clipped the back her back wheel, and her back wheel went in, <coughs> and and they said it went up in the air and it rolled over for three. Three times she broke every bone in her body, you know. And the, the lady went and crashed. Where she was going so fast, she she went into a Chevy van and sinking the whole back, yo. You know, so I had to go ID my daughter from that. Then my then my other son, he's twenty two. His friends, he went to smoke with his friends, but he was getting to go to Baruch, He was going to Baruch College. He never got arrested. Or nothing like that. He was a good kid and stuff. But because he was a good kid, my son that you saw came with me today. He bought him some big watches, some gold watch. Let him drive his 750 gold chain because he's doing good in school. We're proud of him, you know. So when he goes smoke with his best friend now, his, from, his friend have some other niggas from Brooklyn. They stick him up. And it's, I don't know if he didn't take the stick up or something, but. He got shot through his hand, and then they shot him five times in his chest. Oh, my God. And, and killed him. He's 22 right there, bro. His friend house. Then his friend talked, told the police them on, on the other guys, so they caught them and stuff. But then they was working for the for the board, for the feds, so they gave them a little bit of time because they was giving away their mans in Brooklyn. And then my daughter, my other daughter now, she went to a, party and hang out with her friends slept at her friend's house and she went to sleep and she ain't never woke up I think they drugged her or something like that an overdose or something like that mm. she was like 29 so we just buried her like two years ago that's crazy you know so that's how that went now are these any of the girls that were part of the singing group that signed with Prem? Yeah, the one, the first one, yeah, Sherry. She was a rapper. She the one that taught him how to rap. Got it. You know, she the one that taught him how to rap. Cause she always, she's, him and her was like this. That's like her best brother, you know. Mm. Yeah. Before we he, get, he was a little kid though. But 
before we before we get into Puerto Rich, um, I have one more question. Take ask me whatever you don't want to hold you up or not. Anything no, you no, want. No, Take no, your time. No. Ain't holding me up. I mean, you know, we 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 are running on time. That's what I'm looking. Um, mm -hmm. but I have to ask you a question, and the question I'm asking you is, because G, you gonna ask before we get to Puerto Rich. How did you get the girl signed up? Um, Supreme. Supreme. Okay. Um, this this guy that I know named Smooth from Nice and Smooth. Oh, okay. He was cool because he went to the karate school that I went to and stuff back in the day. So <laughs> me and him was cool. Chill, man. Yeah. He introduced. <laughs> he introduced me to them, and that's how I met them. I went over there one night in a house. He had a lot of girls in there. I didn't even know who he was at the time. You know, I didn't know he was that big. Supreme, mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't know he was that big. You know, but he signed them and stuff like that, and he let us in his house. He he, he treat me real good. It's like he knew me and stuff. You know, the stuff I hear about him, I can, I can't believe it because it's, he's he seemed like a very respectable person. Right, you know. Sure. He didn't ask me about Wolf. You're about to hold on. We're about to. We're about to. Yeah, well that's how we got I got them signed to that group and mm -hmm. you know, he was spending a little money on them and stuff. I know I know I know, I know some of Wolf kids, but I know his daughter and then, uh, one of his daughters. I, I had a question too. So and battle rap. Did you um when did you stop wilding in the streets? After after the shooting you got that made you paralyzed or what was it? Yeah. Yeah, when they paralyzed me, you know. Because yeah, before I got paralyzed, I was every night I went out, man, I was busting my dog, bro. Mm. My, my girl used to be like, yo, why are you acting like that when you come home? Because it's always something. And I never used to leave home without it, you know. Mm. Even though I was on parole and all that, I never left it, bro. It's always, and I always have one matter shoot first and ask questions later. True. You know, I'm not, I'm not talking. No, sir. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, know? you talk yeah. too much, you get, you know. Yeah. You come to shoot, shoot, don't talk. Well, tell us about your relationship with Wolf. Okay, my relationship with Wolf now, but Puffy Bodyguard, right? True. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. When, since I've been in the wheelchair, <laughs> this guy pulled out a dog on me, yeah. right? I live on my block, and I took the dog away from him. While you're in the grab, wheelchair? Just grab him in while I'm in the wheelchair. A couple of years ago, he pulled out a dog on me. I got scared. I just grabbed it and pulled, took it away from him. And then he tried to he tried to come at me to grab it again, and I squeezed it in his face like two times. But the nigga didn't put have nothing in the head. Like me, I'm a nigga that walk with something in the head. Mm -hmm. I'm, I ain't got no time to register no dog, you know? Because that means him not, him not a stepper. So... When he said that, he was like, "Yo, too, he was gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me." And he went on, he went on his knees, and was like begging me not to shoot him and shit. I was like, "Yo, my nigga, just go on in your yard, man. Like, Yo, go on in your yard." You know. Then later on, he came down the block. He was like, "Don't tell nobody that. Don't tell nobody that 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 you took it from me. Yeah? <laughs> tell him that you gave it. I gave it to you because I'm gonna lose all my stripes." Mm -hmm. I'm lose all my ranks. I was like, yo, you really, really came to ask me that, bro? 
I was like, don't ask me nothing, man. Came towards me with a gun. You're lucky you're alive. Lucky I was not hot there like I was before. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you about Wolf now. Wolf used to hang in a part, a, a part named the Valley in in the Bronx, uptown. That's where all of us hang in. When that, when that part made, they had the Jamaican side, they have the American side. But we still mingled, you know. They were still my friends and stuff. So Wolf was still my friends, his brothers. They have one named Prince. All of them is some Prince is a nigga that escaped from Rackers Island and all that. I don't want to bring up nobody's name, but him that's how I know him. I know him from I was like about fifteen years old and shit. So they was them American guys, they was in war with with Eden War. You ever heard of Eden War? Mm-hmm. They was Wolf and them was in war with Edenwall and said, so sometimes when Edenwall niggas them come down in the park on them, they ain't got no dog. So sometimes I have to beat it up on them, and run them out of the park and run them like three blocks up on on busting car off of them, run them out of the park out of the area. So Wolf them kind of like me like that, you know. And then, I that park anytime I I go take nothing. I used to come back and give all of them like a quarter, a half, a pound. Depends on how close I am. They used to call me Robin Hood and shit in that fucking park. So I used to come back and give all of them. So the last time I saw a Wolf now, I was like, yo, bro, make me, bring me to meet Puffy, bro. I want him to sign my daughter. He was like, yo, too, man. I can't do that, too, man. I was like, why? He said, like, because he's going to tie Puffy up, man. I was like, I ain't gonna tie no Buffy up, man. Yo, huh. tool, I know you, man. That nigga gonna rob you and you gonna tie him up. <laughs> Wait till I go down to Atlanta. I'm going to Atlanta. I'm gonna open up a record label. You could bring your daughter down there. I'm gonna sign her. Don't worry, I got you, too, man. And I believed him, too. And I was like, yeah. all right, fuck it. You know, there must be a reason why. I was kind of tight. I was like, why you don't want me to meet? How are you around him? But I don't know if he think that I might want to be a bodyguard too and get some of his job. I don't know. He just didn't want to fuck up his money. You know what I mean? Eh? He ain't want nobody come between him and his money. So, so, so he didn't introduce you to Puffy? Nah, he never introduced me to Puffy. Mm. He never introduced me. I was waiting. He said he's going to open up a label. I spoke to him a couple of times when he was in Atlanta. But then, you know, he died and shit. Yeah, yeah. Me and him was me and him was cool. That was my little bro. He's like a little brother to me, you know. See him on the videos. I used to show my son them him. Like oh, that's my little soldier, bro. You know. Mm. Yeah, he's a cool. He's a he's a cool guy, man. Bad things happen to good people. Mm. So that didn't work out, and then you you started your own. Situation. Yeah, I just start my own label. You know, start my own label. You know, start going to the studios, getting getting my own beat, man. Mm-hmm. Going to the projects. I have a friend named Rick. Shout out Rick. You know, used to carry them when he's like five years old, six years old. Carry my daughter them. We up in the project. Let my man heat. He's in a wheelchair too. You know. Mm. But he made beats and stuff and stuff, so I supported him and stuff. So 
ain't nothing happening for him, you know. But I was doing a lot of things, even though I was in a wheelchair. Right. You know, I was eating. You know. So you got your you got your son here is also your your artist as well? Yeah, he signed to my label, Stack Lodge Empire Entertainment Media Group. You know. <clears throat> he been he been working from you like from his like professionally about eleven. But he been on the mic from here like five and stuff. Mm. First time he went to perform, we went to Hudson County in Jersey in a church. Mm-hmm. And him and his brother have we have a group named Three Angels. <laughs> so so when his brother spit his verse and he's supposed to spit his verse, he ain't say nothing. <laughs> he ain't say nothing. He froze up. Froze up uh-huh. He was just standing there. So his big brother, the one that died, because him and him is the same mother. Mm. When I got shot up, name is Keyshawn. Shout out Keyshawn, rest in peace. Keyshawn spit it, spit his verse for him. Mm. And then, then when it's done, when we finished, we gave our records and stuff. And this girl started crying that she didn't get none. And all I had was my sample that I used. And I gave it to her. And then they was running down the bus, the car when we was leaving. They was running behind it. That's the first time I ever feel. I was like, "Yo, I think, I think, yeah, I gonna get famous." <laughs> you know, that was one of the first. Then I took him to Apollo Theater. Mm-hmm. We go to Apollo like three in the morning with the crates, and we put the crate there. And then like one of his brother will go out there and sit for an hour. I mean, in the cold, you know, mm. you know, sit for an hour. Then they come back. Then the next brother go. And we do that till nine o'clock in the morning when they wake up, when they open. I mean, when they open up. Right. And then we might be like fourth in line, fifth in line. So we used to do that all the time, and for him to go performing at the Apollo and stuff. So they know him down there. He kind of grew up in down in the Apollo, mm. you know. And one time he was supposed to win. He was gonna win, and then this girl, the Spanish girl, came on and sung. Somewhere yep. over the rainbow. <laughs> you leaving? No, I'll be right. I'm, I'm going to the bathroom. Oh. Yeah, make sure you guys Yeah. Yeah, so he got, he supposed to win a joint and you said the, the lady, girl. The girl, she sung Somewhere Over the Rainbow and, and she won. Cause it was familiar, you know. Everybody yeah, knew yeah, it. Everybody yeah. was singing his song that he was singing was an original song. <laughs> what I should have did, I should have made that's, him sing a remix. That's tough to do, yeah. That to catch the right. to catch the um, the vibe, you know. Especially at Apollo, that's what we tough to do. Yeah. Puerto Rico, what's up, bro? It's the vibes, man. We here. Yeah. What's up? What's up? G money. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you've been rocking since since young. Hell yeah. Strength of pops. You know the vibes. Who's some, of, who's some of your influences growing up as far as hip-hop, as far as music? Mm, DMX, Biggie, Wayne, shit like that. Mm. 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 So, um, you know, who do you, who would you want to work with now, nowadays? Anybody new that you, you want to collaborate with or get on a record with? Nowadays? Mm. I want to do something with the hottest out, baby, or Dirk, or mm. Drake, shit like that. We trying to take it to the top. You know what I mean? We got to get there, though. Right. So you've been grinding, since, you know, like I said, since young. Like, what, what do you feel the difference is now between, like, 
back then and now. You know what I'm saying? As far as the grind, because you came up, like he said, you know, going to Apollo way down outside. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, how do you feel that the game is, is changing now as far as from, from before? I mean, now it's like shit more, like, it's a little more easier now. Like, you feel me? Mm-hmm. It's more like everything's in front of us. We got social media, we got all these platforms that we could just give our music to the mass and stuff. So, like, now it's a little more easier. Before, it was a lot of footwork, like, you feel me? We was doing a lot of Apollos waiting on line, line around them block, like, you feel me? We waiting on the line. We there before a lot of people, like, you feel me? Like, it was a lot of footwork. What you got coming out, you know, coming up now that we, we can look forward to? Any projects? I got a, um, I got a mixtape coming out, Portal for President. I'm trying to drop it, like, next month, April. Yeah, I've been working on it for a while. I got a whole out. bunch of... Yeah, oh, like, yeah, I got like that track out. that's out like called that's Like That. Yeah. They playing it right now in Atlanta and stuff. DJ, DJ, um, shout out DJ Radio God Slew. Yeah, Radio From God Slew. Hot, hot 107. Nah, yeah. nine. I Atlanta. think that's the, that's the 107.9 hottest. 107.9 in Atlanta. Okay, okay. Atlanta. Shout out Slew and that radio station. Big up Slew. Mm-hmm. You know, he's spinning it down there. That's a Clubs and the radios getting good feedback. That's what's up. So a name like that, like that is out right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So I have to send it to you. When did you really realize, like you know, your your, your son had it? Like, when did you really realize that he had potential? Really, really get behind it and really help push him. When he when he was like about fourteen, you know, twelve. He started out, but then when he reached 14, I see him starting and, you know, but then when he reached 18, mm. I thought he was going to quit because mm. I used to always have to force him to do stuff. Right. You know, to do the music. Sometimes he don't want to go to the studio. He want to go play with his friend. He don't want to go perform. So I used to have to force him. So I used to fret. I used to say, yo, when he reached 18, he's going to quit on me, mm. you know? But then when he reached 18, he went harder. Like, oh, he really want this. Mm. You know, so I, I stand behind him even more. You know, because his mom just used to think I'm pushing him to do something that he don't want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, but then when he reached 18 and he didn't quit, he still was on it, on it, on it, on it, writing, writing, making videos. You know, I was like, yo, he's ready. He's ready for it, you know. So he, I mean, he's 20. Like, so how is it working with pops now as as your pops and as your manager is like is he strict like he on some joe jackson type shit or, <laughs> or, he, or he cool like you know what nah I mean? he cool he cool he cool, cool people yeah they i like a lot they give you a lot of uh a lot of leeway as far as uh, um creativity with the music or is he like giving you ideas is, yeah, is he throwing you sure. bars lines and nah he used to he used to write my rhymes back in the day like when he's talking about when i'm at the apollo yeah 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 but nah i'm i, I do my own Creative, creative process. He learned, he learned the process. Mm-hmm. It was a process, you know. He had to go through it like for five years. Then he he learned to write on his own and mm-hmm. do his own thing. You know, and I'm proud of him for that because if you give him a beat, you now you must give him some send some beat. Give him send some drive. You know what I mean? I can write you some. You know? with it? Yeah. <laughs> I heard some. He's bars. the hottest thing right now. Oh yeah. Wow. Yes, sir. I mean, you, you got to proud of him. Way. You gotta feel that way about your, about your kid. You know what I'm saying? I think I yeah. think that's that's dope. Um, and you know what? Some excuse me, I don't mean to cut you. You know mm-hmm. what somebody said to me one time? A lady in the music business. She said, "Yo, I'm glad that you always manage your son manager because 
If Tupac and Biggie Mother was their manager, they wouldn't have died because a parent's going to see danger mm. and, and keep their kids away from it. When another manager not going to see that or even care, right? you know? Right. So she said she glad I'm there for him because I'm going to see him, I'm going to steer him right. I'm going to see things before it happens because I have more experience than him. Right. Yeah. I was gonna ask you too, you know, um, Porter. Like, how do you how do you feel about your your pop story? You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, a movie. I, I know every, everything he said today. You probably already heard ten times over, pretty much. You know Fact. what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so uh, how do you feel, person? Like, you know what I'm saying? Do do you like do do you do you feel uh, do you feel like empathy for him? Do you feel like yo, my pops is cool or my pops is a legend? How, how do you feel about pops? Yeah, he definitely a living living legend. That's a fact. It's just his story is a movie, man. It's just a, a lot of unbelievable stories. Right. Like, it's a lot of stuff happened that he made it through. So it's just like shit, crazy. You gotta you gotta value that man right there. Mm, he the goat. Mm-hmm. Why you here, man? Get everybody on social media one time. Let me know they find a project and everything. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Porter Rich, P O P O R T E R R I C H underscore. It's going to pop up. Twitter, Porter Rich. Facebook, Porter Rich. Yeah. Also, YouTube too. Also, Porter Rich underscore fans. Oh, yeah. Porter Rich underscore fans. Yeah, fact. IG on That's IG. A fact. Okay, pops. All right, with the with the with the, with the, with the PR, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh boy, crease blood. It's a lot going on outside. Nobody's safe. Mm. Ah, yes, my youth. Yeah, man. Yes, King, blessed King, blessed Lord. My stomach's over here growling. I had to take a detox yesterday, and it's killed. Like I did a, a liver a liver flush, and, yeah. and, and you know today I was eating good. I just had to clean my system. Detox all my toxic ways, man. Take you care about that, it, man. You ain't do that DDP yoga yet, man? Yeah. No, 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 I ain't do it yet. <laughs> I ain't want to start it, though. You know, DDP, you know, our condolences, Scott Hall, you know what I'm saying? You know, rest in peace. DDP just lost, you know, oh, um, somebody did it. Razor Ramon, it was Scott yeah, Hall, yeah. yeah so yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace, for sure. But yeah, my, my stomach was ground and shit. I'm like, man. I, I heard it. Yeah, I'm still, <laughs> I, I, st- I stood by the bathroom like this for a while, like, yeah, and I'm standing there, and my stomach is growling. I'm like, oh. I said, I don't want to take no, sh- I don't want to take no shit in this, in this studio. So Not during the show, there. man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, going for, might be going for a couple hours in there. My shit was going. Brrr. I heard it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I know you're looking. You never heard that before. Yeah, I, I, I cleaned my system out. But yeah, Mr. Tool. Pause. Yeah. Why go on? Hey. I, want, I want, I want any, any help anybody could give me. But my son Porter Rich with his career would be greatly appreciated, for real. And what, I need what you, all what the you, help. What are you looking for? Like, does, does he have a record out? You have a record, yeah, have a record like name like that that we pushing right now. It's doing great on YouTube and stuff. You know, he have a lot of records out. No, but we only pushing one right now. Got it. I, it's been in Atlanta. Before we, before we wrap it up, because you know we on time. You know this guy, he's a serious guy. When it comes to my fees, I got my dues. I got to pay. Uh, you know, you, sometimes you think you get out of one situation just to get into another one. Um, oh God! The question I have for you is: What's the goal now? The overall goal for you? My goal is to see my son be successful. It's good. Salute. And to feed the poor world. And the needy clothe, clothe people around the clothes and 
give people shelter, people, you know, somewhere to live, help my community, help the world, bro, help my family, help my brothers, you know. Uh, that's that's my aim. I don't want to be rich or nothing like that just for me to be rich. I want if me rich, all of us going to be rich. You know, I don't want I don't want a guy sleeping outside and I'm sleeping in a five bedroom house mm. and he's sleeping on the sidewalk. Mm. You know what I mean? Those kind of people I want to make a home for. Whether in New York or in Mozambique, Africa, Ethiopia, Jamaica, anywhere it is, anywhere poverty is, that's where I want to fight because poverty kills. Mm. You know? If you could make somebody comfortable and educate them, it would save a lot of lives. So when a person will have to worry about getting going school fee, you know, lunch money, rent and everything that if they ain't gotta worry about that, bro, mm. they could do great things, you know. Cause our kings, our doctors and our lawyers and them they they dying early, bro. Our scientists and, you know, our musicians, they dying early over foolishness, over crumbs, you know. Mm. Don't change that, bro. Mm. And last question for me. How the hell you know uh, Uncle Unique? <laughs> mm. Unique. Uh, it's really, I don't, he know me. He know about me. That's right. You know, it's really my brother. I have a brother named Pretty Tony. Okay. From He was in Virginia and him and him was in Virginia and shit. Sometime I used to pass through down there, you know. So that's how they kind of know about me and, and know that. I mean, about me up here. And when's the last time you been to Jamaica? Me? Last time I've been to Jamaica, 40 years. What? Mm. 40 years, man. I'm 62, man. Oh, You're 62? Yeah. <laughs> I ain't been to Jamaica 40 years. From 62 where? You remind me of Major Hype a little bit. You got the same face as my Major to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. major. Yeah. Sixty two? Yeah, man, still well, going strong. Why you don't want to wear the Jamaica, man? Jamaica, man. I start having these kids, man, and I watch Uman. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I start watching these girls, man. Don't wanna leave. That was foolish. I mean, now I see ya. I think that went the yard. And get a little, you know, but I was really watching my girls at my house, watching my baby mother and every move and shit. That I, fucked me up. I, I think that, um, you know, definitely, you know, you have a lot of, st a, a big story to tell. The half has never been told, bro. I have a lot more, a lot more, man. My if you tell a lot more, we, yeah, we'll be here for 17 all hours. All night. <laughs> well, buckled, but but yeah. it's a blessing meeting y'all. Big shout out to you. Yo, you've been trying Regin, to round applause. I appreciate, you, that. Queen I appreciate Flip. that. Big shout out to G. You know what I mean? Big, big general. Yeah. Two general them, you know? Yeah, respect. Respect you. Yeah, big man. shout out to my brethren. Yes, Bassy, Bassy. Bassy. Yeah, you know, blood fire. Bassy. If I never for Bassy, money even there. Well, I just show him love, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm believing, I mean, Carl and never Carl forgot and about me, you know? I said, Jimmy Tool. I said, eh? Jimmy Tool. I said, what? Jimmy Tool. I said, no, sir. Jimmy Tool. I said, all right, all right. And I always watch your stories, too. I'll be like, yo, when Flip I got call me, man. True, true, true. Yeah, you, know, know? We, we, you know, but I'm, I'm happy that you came up here, man. I think it's important. Um, Thank you. Because you share your story. I think that, you know, um, 
down the line, you know, it could be open for part two, you know what I'm saying, just to hear more and stuff like that. But we appreciate you coming up here. Bless you. Do you have any final words for the people, any social media you want to give out and stuff like that? Anything you want to say? We what I want to do is say thanks to my brethren, them that's helping me push my music, you know, Radio God Slew in Atlanta, radio station, Hot 107.9, that's spinning like that right now. All my producers, Jimmy Jimmy Kendricks, and, you know, I really want to thank y'all for having us, you know, and all my fans and supporters on IG and YouTube, you know, all of my supporters that um, interview me, you know, and have time to have me in their place, establishment, to to talk like what y'all doing to me now. I big up y'all, you know, it's blessings. Bless all y'all, y'all, y'all families, and each and every one of y'all. Stay blessed, man. Respect. Appreciate yeah, that. Salute, salute. Appreciate that. Dope episode, man. Round of one time for my man, Jimmy Two, the building. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think I feel like I feel like I'm in Jamaica right now. Man. Like I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go play some. Um, out, G. I'm gonna go in the car on the way home. I'm gonna play some 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 vibes cartel. I'm gonna play some <laughs> some beanie man. Ting on ting on ting. You know what I'm saying? But now nah, shout out to everybody in the building, man. You know what it is. Uh, make sure you follow the pages at DJG Money Official, at Queens Flip with a Z, at Flip the Script Pod, TikTok at Flip the Script Pod. Um, shout out to A and I on the scarf one time today. Appreciate y'all. And uh, what else is going on, man? That's it for right now. Yeah, got a lot of stuff going in the summertime coming up. Though we got a lot of. I don't know. It's yeah, looking, it's, look, it's looking kind of shaky right now. Yeah, a lot man. of stuff moving out here. In the shout to Shatik, that turncoat, and he ready to turn on us quicker than <laughs> quicker than flapjacks on a Sunday morning. Shatik like, man, Shatik liking niggas posts that this stuff and all that. Like, yeah, man, we gonna get you. Yeah, yeah, nigga. I, yeah, yeah, that's what I was in the bathroom doing. Nigga, I'm gonna be honest. I was really looking, coming at you, Shatik. Yup. Trade ass nigga. I introduced you to that nigga, sir. Wait till you see my blog tomorrow. I'm getting at you too on my blog tomorrow. Oh my god. Um definitely, man. Dope episode. Um, you know, shout to G Money, shout to Jimmy Two, Porter Rich, shout out to everybody in the building. Bassy. Tati Monday. Why you call why you why you why you give why you give him Monday for? That's her name. That's the Instagram if you want to follow her. Tati Monday. I could yeah. save something else. Sure. I have a cousin the other day. He he got his second COVID shot, and you know, all one side of his face got paralyzed. Oh, mm. sure. All right. He talked with, and his 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 mouth twists up now, like twists. That's scary, you know? man. I don't know, man. Sure, you trying to stay away Liza. from me? I don't know. Because be careful because they yeah, flag yeah. on YouTube. We, yeah, don't, no. we don't want them to flag no, the episode. No, no, no. Please. Yeah, you could edit this out. Bumba clean. Please. They got the Keep algorithm. And, and this is the end of the video. So they, they, they in YouTube, they check the five minutes before the end and the five minutes in the beginning. Oh, so please, yeah, man. Just, um, we trying to keep you up here, man. We don't want to cut your... <laughs> <laughs> Kiko, <laughs> Faro. Um, yeah, why you call her Monday? That's, that's that's her Instagram name, Tati Monday. For what? I, I, you don't, know I, don't, I don't call. I don't call her Monday. You met her before? 
Nice. She's a part of this. She's in the circle, man. She's she's already. She's valid. You feel me? I'm just saying. Who am I though? Verify what? Man, shut the hell up. I don't trust none of you niggas. <laughs> you niggas made us interview Daniel and look at what happened. Yeah, both of y'all. I'm blaming both of y'all. I'm going in on y'all niggas tomorrow, boy. I told her. I got I told these niggas. I told these niggas. I don't know who this nigga is, bro. So, so but it was my fault, though. I take accountability because I did put... Damn, man. But I would have been in the position if it... Is. So, no, no, no. You're sorry, you're not, you can't pull that card again. That, that was like three years ago. Not, I love you in that position, man. Nah, nah, you can't pull that card again. Man, I, yeah, man. Cause they're not gonna attack this nigga. Yeah, play the yeah, play the violins. You can't pull that card again, Flip. I can. So we so we can't interview people unless unless you. I don't know them niggas. So if you don't know them, then you might you might no, but you, 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 you you might you might ask them a question that might make things go left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You are better at adjusting because there's a lot of people that, that we interview that you that you don't know you don't know that but you adjust well. Sometimes you fall back, sometimes you listen. I be I be going. I let you go. I saw opportunity and I took it. But at so, the end of the day, so, the difference so, is the difference is that when when you take the chance and I take the chance, look at the outcomes. I know how him. Uh, who else? Well, no, no. Charleston White was. You asked the question. I got attacked from that. <laughs> Terry Wards. All these niggas. I don't know what it is, man. You be asking the right questions, bro. I be asking the right questions, but not like I don't jump off the bridge. Like what? I, I stay right there in the air. Killer Cat went viral because you said actually he was fooled. You you did the same thing. Stack store. They all attacked me, man. <laughs> Yo, this Queens flip, man. Flip the script hard. I remember be, be be true to yourself, man. You know that's all that matter. Lock the doors, you know, man. You know, no, no, let me give my speech. Be true to yourself. Love yourself. Don't let nobody change it or derail you. Don't let a question or anything uh, uh, um, prevent you from being true to yourself. Don't be discouraged. True that. You know what I mean? A lot of people look for affirmations, and that's the problem. You know, I think that because I'm so detached, maybe it's, it's, it's a flaw of mine of being detached. But actually, being detached has helped me be able to have my attitude now. And you know, and 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 also, um, accepting my inner narcissism. You know what I mean? That's me. Is it good? No. Is it bad? Maybe. But I'm comfortable with who I am. You should be comfortable with who you are. So remember, lock your doors, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds. And if you see a man like Jimmy Tool on your lawn, don't be afraid. To, but put it away because no, no. he already put it away. You'll be no harm. But don't let him in because he might shoot you on your lawn. I'm from. <laughs> <laughs>